0: So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you this is. This is Match Media alongside my ticket partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hi, hi, hi. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And today we have a lot of TV stuff to talk about, right? And right. Actually, the entirety of this episode is going to be based on, you know, TV stuff. Well,. We will be talking about one film, or at least I will be reviewing one film, but that film in particular is based off of a, well, I should say one of the greatest TV shows of all time, that would be The Sopranos, right? I I own the Blu-ray uh, box set, um, you know what I mean? And, you know, even before I bought it, I watched it out, and I will confess, um, this, just seeing it right off the bat before I jump into that review of the movie that would be The Many scenes of Newark, um, I kind of got into that show fairly late. Like, I got into it right after... Um, you know, the show actually stopped airing on um, on HBO. So, yes, I will be talking about the many scenes of Newark. This is the long-awaited, somewhat prequel to, you know, the, the series, which, you know, actually wrapped up way back when, like in the, in the 2000s, actually. Um, and, you know, it's a show that I was I was intrigued by. Like, it wasn't something I was generally excited to see, um, just mainly because, you know, for me, Sopranos was just kind of done and over with. So I was like, all right, we'll be... Right. Doing a prequel, all right? You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I, 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 um, when I, when I saw this come out, it felt like, well, is it kind of the Kennedy prequel the equivalent of remember when Breaking Bad had that little epilogue movie, um, thing? That's
0: what I think about, right? That. Um, El, El Camino, which I'm gonna bring up too, right. um, because uh, uh, for me to talk about this movie, I have to talk about El Camino, right? Which right, we all okay. know is the sequel not so much prequel but let me just say this is the the denouement basically of the breaking bad series which by the way is also in my top five list of favorite tv shows of all time right um sticking with tv uh, we're also going to be talking about the full season of what if season one um we did do separate reviews of, well, I want to say separate, I mean in, you know, different episodes. We did review, um, episode one and two, right? But we're also going to just cover the rest of episodes and just overall thoughts on the series, right? Uh, also we're going to be right. talking about the recently released, um, stand-up comedy special, um, from Netflix, Dave Chappelle, The Closer. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, which at the time of this recording is, has, has been, Generating a lot of heat, man. You know what I mean? And well, yeah. I mean, as expected. <laughs> as expected, right? But we we will we'll talk about that heat. We we'll talk about that heat, right? And also, we will talk about well, finally going to talk about season one, or no? I should say, not even season one. It's a mini series, actually, a limited series of um, the newest uh, horror team series from Mike Flanagan, right? That would be Midnight Mass. And we'll close things off with that show that everybody, everybody has been hyping up and talking about, tweeting about, putting up posts on Facebook, all kind of memes, all kind of shit. Squid Game. And we're going to answer the question if that show really lives up to the hype. though. Because for me, personally, to talk about, I can't just talk about the show as is. I have to talk about the hype surrounding it as well. So, you know, we'll close things off with that and we'll just answer the question if it lived up to the hype or not, right? so kicking things off let's talk about the many scenes of newark right um this is a crime film actually this is based off of the highly popular and highly influential series the sopranos um this is one of my top five favorite shows of all time and you know just just to kick things off um i wasn't on that soprano stream when you know the series was big you know me back in 1999 and you know it just went on for about uh i believe it yeah six seasons actually i believe it was right but I got into it sort of fairly late, right? Uh, similar to The Wire, right? Which right now at the, at, um, at the time of me recording here is number one in terms of my all-time favorite TV shows, right? So for me, um, I kind of, you know, I was, I was still curious about it. It's just that um, I just wasn't you know, like, I wasn't, like, I used to watch HBO mainly for, you know, movies, right? Um, But I didn't really used to go for the TV shows, right? But it's just only after the fact when people just start praising shows like the Y and the Sopranos, for example. That's when I jumped on board, right? So, Literally right after the show ended, that's when I was like, okay, that's when I'm going to jump into it. And I'll never forget, dude, the the series finale and how it just shook people um, in in a not-so-positive way because people were just like, you know, what the fuck just happened? Like, literally, it it just kind of stops abruptly. Yeah, Um, I remember
1: remember BoJack Horseman making the best joke about (laughs) that.
0: Oh, I think I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And it's a good thing that you bring up um, BoJack Horseman, too, because I'm going to mention him in, in a little bit, right? Okay. yeah for me um actually seeing the episode out, just seeing that finale and the context of it i think is brilliant um and it just really goes to show just how forward-thinking um the sopranos was because because was, for me right you know like at first class just kind of watch like oh it's just like a good fellow's ripoff you know what I mean? right just that, typical, that's hey, that you know what no I mean? that that, that is yeah it, um, kind of but it's yo, way that. deeper than that but yeah
1: no no that's, that's the main reason i never really got into it myself um it just felt like, well, Goodfellas Goodfellas is a series. Like Goodfellas is a great movie. Why you have to stretch that out and you know, stretch out every possible scenario that you can play out. And I never got into that. Like the main reason I never got into the Sopranos. Um I
0: could I actually have a feeling that this is the reason why a lot of people have really gotten into it. mean, because yeah. oh, it feels like a good uh, a Goodfellas ripple Well that or, and know, that and it stuff, felt you know, I mean, blah, that and it blah, felt
1: and and again because it came so f- much time after Goodfellas like what? when Goodfellas came on ninety one. Um, 1990,
0: okay. actually. Ninety, yeah.
1: right, right. So about ten years after. So to me, like in from an image standpoint, it felt kinda regressive. It's like, where we doing we we're still doing mob stuff and equating it to Italians? Like that stereotype's still kinda hanging around. Like you think you're gonna do more with it. And that's why I can I can get it. So I only learn about Sopranos kinda really through the ephemera and, and humor. Um I don't know if you remember Harvey Birdman Attorney at
0: Law.
1: Great party in Sopranos and that, that thing um, with, with Fred Flintstone, which is hilarious. Um,
0: yeah, that's, that's the only way I can adopt it, it myself. Of, I actually forgot that. I, I, need I need to look it up.
1: Yeah. It's one of the best episodes, because they do a parody of the opening with Fred going home from work, but the same, you know, cutting montage stuff, but the him driving. It's mm-hmm. the funniest thing ever. Driving through bedrock, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the same New like New Jersey kind of thing. It's really, really well done.
0: Um, right. And and you know, for 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 y'all that don't know, um that is you know, a reference to the intro to the Sopranos, which yeah, yeah is right. one of yeah. the, the the most most um iconic um uh, opening sequences yeah. I would say in T V, period. Yeah, so like right after I saw the finale, you know what I mean, and how people were freaked out by it or like wondering if, you know, literally people thought that, you know, the, the subscriptions to HBO had just cut off. So they were literally calling HBO on that Sunday night to ask, wait, now, wow, well, um, the show just kind of cuts off just like that. And so I got like after like about 10 or 15 seconds of, black you see executive producer what's his face right and people are like what you know what i mean but in the context of what it is though, no, i i i loved it right and in a nutshell without spoiling anything it's just mainly showing that um yeah uh tony soprano got 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 mooked. He 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 got killed but you know it's just that they didn't want to show it uh behind the scenes reason being is because the song that they use i think it's journeys don't stop believing um journey right, by right. himself didn't want their song to be used in a scene of violence so it's just like Oh, we're just going to end it like that, right? And I know some people kind of felt like, Oh, you, you cheat the audience. I mean, you have people on board for like six, seven seasons. This is how you're going to end it? It's like, no, you know what I mean? Because the creator of the show, uh, David Cheese, who by the way, writes the script for this. He was like, no, I, I know my audience. I'm not going to cheat them with this finale, but you know... And this is one thing I really love about the shoe is that it always finds ways to be sort of unconventional and you a know, cutting edge, right? Because it's easy to look at a show like this and be like, hey, it's a rough, ref- it, you know, it's, it's, it's go- Goodfellas 2.0 or whatever it is. But it's like, in a way it is but at the same time I'm, I'm really trying to push the boundaries of what television is right you know what i mean and this is one thing i love about these shows so just to touch on the character quickly the main character um tony soprano played by the late great um uh, michael gandolfini yeah sorry james gandolfini oops james right. his yes, son yes. michael actually um shows him, up right. On this, right yeah right. he plays a younger version of him right yeah he um tony right remains one of my all-time favorite TV characters. And I would actually put them up there with the Walter White from Breaking Bad or the Bojack Horseman, right? In the sense that, and why I bring up all three, is that it's basically these characters that you empathize with, but they are unlikable. Not entirely unlikable, but mostly unlikable. They do really bad things. And, and you know, it's to the point that, you know, the, even these shows will always show you, you know what I mean? It's not like... They will let that slide. They will show you literally why you should hate this person, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, it's no different with Tony Soprano. I mean, for one thing, he, you know, he, he has it Mean, you know what I mean? He's rich, he has a family, son, daughter, um, you know, lovely wife and whatnot. Um, but, you know, they all know that he, he works with the mafia, right? But, you know, it's under the guise of this um, sanitation, you know, business, right? But it's all these things that he's doing. And, I mean, he has a mistress. He sleeps with women on his side. Um, he's doing all these blue-collar crime stuff, basically, right? And yet still, he wonders why his children are so rebellious. He's wondering why his his wife would, you know, dig a horrors you know, as soon as she finds out that, you know, sh- um, she was being cheated on and those things like that. And they really emphasize a lot on the family aspect as well, too. So not just his family, but his mafia family, so to speak, right? And that's really what dog about to do, is that it kind of just shows these archetypes as real people, right? So they make <laughs> these logical decisions and whatnot, and they always have kind of have you guessing as to what they're going to do and why, right? But of course, ever so often, they're going to do something really grimy and fucked up, but at the same time, it's like you know, it's kind of the nature of the world itself, right? But the show wisely, and I'll stop here before I get to the actual movie itself, it will tell you that, yeah, there are consequences, right? It's not glorifying crime at all, you know what I mean? So similar to, like, the great films, like the, the Godfathers or the, you know, the Goodfellas, the casino, stuff like right, that. Right, right. There, there, there's consequences to this shit, right? And, you know, even the worst part about it, too, is even if you get away with it, you kind of have to live with that shit there. Yeah? Right. That, eats yes. you inside like literally right and that's that's really what i love about the show it shows you that without really you know preaching to you or beating you over the head with it, right so this show here well sorry this movie here mean the many saints of new york is basically a prequel to that series right and in an odd way right and this is one thing that's gonna throw people off right but you, you will go into this thinking, oh, we're going to see, you know, the rise of Tony Soprano. We're going to see how he becomes who he is, right? But actually, it's no. Actually, no. It's more about the product of my environment scenario. It's all about, like, the elements that kind of need him, that that need him who he is, basically, right? And it kind of centers on a particular character that would be Dickie multisanti who's played by um, Alessandro Livola, right? And if you remember, the if you're familiar with the son, Sonny Maltisanti um he is the father, as Dickie, sorry, is the father of Christopher Maltisanti, right? Who is played by um, Michael Imperioli, right? He was That was like one of the first time I ever saw this guy act. And he was always one of my favorite characters in the show, right? Right. And how it was is that Chris was basically, you know, under the wing of Tony. So Tony was just kind of showing him the ropes, right? But, you know, Mike, um sorry, Christopher being who he is, he kind of wanted to branch out and do his own thing, you know what I mean? There was, a, there was a point in time in the series where he wanted to get into acting and stuff like that, right? And it was all that kind of stuff, right? But um, they, they kind of let you all know, and, you know, sorry for those who haven't watched the series, is that um, he was killed, basically, by by, to- by Tony, right? They're not going to say where or when it happens, but it happens. He he, he got killed. This op- is often op- this, op- this kind of weird circumstance, like something real circumstantial, that's all I'll say, right? So, what they do here is that he's now, well, older, um, Chris now is narrating the story, right? But it's really about his father, Dickie. And basically, you're his rise to, um, to power as well. Cause, um, he basically works alongside, um, Johnny Soprano. That would be, um, that would be, um, Tony's father, right? Who happens to be played by we boy, um, John Burt by so right, 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 Shane right. Ming is in this movie as well. Right, I'm right, like, right. Good. Nice All right, right. Nice. Alright. I will lie though, like like John, John John played good. He 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 played he played the soprano character really well, right? And along the way, uh well, you know, they, they do establish at the time that Chris wasn't born as yet. This is in right. the late sixties, and one thing they do very well now is that they touch on the racial tensions that were going on at the time there. It wasn't just, you know, about, you know, blacks and Italians, but well blacks and whites, right? And there's a particular moment that starts off this um this riot, well, actually, what they call the New York riots, I believe this was a really event that took place, right? Yeah, right, right. But right. I'm not sure if in the movie if this was event that led to it. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I'm not sure if that was what spurred it on, right? But it, it could be, right? Right. So while all this is going on, we introduce to a new character played um, by the name of Harold, right, who is played by a boy, Leslie Odom Jr., right? He's okay. This right? Okay, yeah. And he basically is the right. He will become the eventual rival to the Soprano family and the Moltisanti right. family, etc. Right? Because he starts off as this, how I say, this guy who kind of helps run numbers for Dicky. So he's like he's right. cool with him and all that. But you know, the same time, like Harold's you know he you know, he's not his first rodeo, so to speak. So he knows you yeah. know how he that you know yeah and you know you know when when with the other members of the family you kind of watch him. oh what are you doing with this movie on and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, i was just right, like right. yeah i know this shit too but fuck all yeah i gotta do my my thing right and there's a great woman in a restaurant where he like literally like shits them up like in front of the mistresses you know what i mean i love that right but yeah he has his little agenda on the side too because he he, he eventually becomes sort of offended by by um by, by Dickie and you know what he's doing as well And to the extent Johnny right because Johnny Um gets arrested at the point in time He comes back he's he's uh released In the early 70s I believe it's like 71 However it's like a, There's like a little riff going on between Harold And the Soprano family so he starts off and does His own thing right he actually hooks up With um with with Frank Lucas himself like you know you okay know, right Yeah okay. The right right Frank right Lucas, Yeah, right, yeah because Frank the Lucas right the that's,
1: that's the Vietnam War right okay yeah
0: yeah, yeah, and they touch on all that too with the Vietnam War and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, basically he's he's trying to rise among the ranks as well too as one of the, the big you know um you know crime guys basically in New York as well, right? And you know it starts this war with um, with him and Dicky, right? But while all this is going on, now we, we we see we see Tony as well too. We see a young Tony, well you know starts off as a kid in his sixties, and then you know we see him as a teenager played by Michael um, Gandolfini, right? And um, you see his relationship with his mother, who was a major character in the first few seasons of the show, played by Miguel Vera Farmiga, quite excellent right. in my opinion. Right. Um, and you know, it, it basically it's him just being this um, being this juvenile delinquent, you know, he's just doing all this dumb shit basically with his friends, right? Yeah. But it gets to a certain point where you realize that he looks up to Dickie, even way more than his dad, like he really right. sees Dickie as this role model, he wants to be him, right? And it gets to a point where, you know, Dickie tries to take him on his wing too, but, um, he's warned by his uncle who is played by, um, uh, Ray Liotta. And it's funny that I bring up Ray Liotta to be with. He actually right. plays two, two, two roles, right? He plays, okay. he plays both his uncle and father, right? Um, Dickie's uncle and father, right? Okay. It's weird, but they do that, right? But really, what the show is just about just before jumping into the review, it's about Dickie. We're seeing just how he moves about in this world here, um, where we see some younger versions of, you know, popular characters like Silvio and Paulie. They actually show up as well, too. But at the heart of it, though, it's about Tony. It's about him just kind of uh, just being part of all of this going on, right? And even though it does not, like, affect him, you know, like, literally, like, in the face... You could still kind of understand oh these are the things like this is literally like the seeds being planted and this is what will lead to Tony being who he is right and that uh, that's where I'll stop right so what I was just say right off the bat is that um, fans of the show will appreciate it they will appreciate the the, um, the call the callbacks to you know our characters and settings and you know um, conversations being brought up things like that They will appreciate those things right um they will you know at least appreciate seeing dickie Montesanti for the first time because you know he right. was always mentioned in right, the series, yeah, yeah. but they never saw him right because right. you know it, it's kind of obvious why i don't have to see why he wasn't in this show why he wasn't in the series right so it's cool seeing oh well this is chris's dad and this is why chris was like that you know what i mean like that right. and this is why tony to an extent is like that right and it's a really cool call to just let people know yeah, this movie is not going to be about Tony and, oh, this is how he becomes the Tony that we know. Because I, I think, like, when you really think about it, 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 it probably would be too easy to pull someone off like that. Like, right. yeah, you know what I mean? If we do in a prequel, it must be about the main character and seeing him as young, right? I mean, this is like a, a tried and true thing. We've seen this hundreds of times before, right? So right. to have it centered on the person who pretty much... Um, who Tony pretty much idolized is is a really like bold call, right? And I have to yeah, applaud, right. you know, the the people behind the scene for for making that call, right? Um, it's also I forgot to mention, directed by um Alan Taylor. I mean, he is you know um just synonymous with a lot of great um HBO movie um shows, right? You know, he he did Six Feet Under, Sex and the City, Sopranos, um, Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire, you know, what I mean Deadwood, stuff like that, right? And I, I thought, like, directing-wise, this this was excellent. Like, this was just superbly filmed, right? And the cinematography was was gorgeous as well, too. It has a way of using, like, soft light now. Like, they use a lot of soft light in the show. Right. So it gives it this sort of, like, weird sort of atmospheric vibe to it. Even though what you're seeing here, you know what I mean, as far as just this world is just really grim, grim and dark, you know what I mean? Um... But I will admit, do like you know, because as a fan, right? The the question really, and for me going into this, is like, is is there really a reason for a movie like this to exist here? Right? Do we really need to know the the origins of you know Dicky Montesanti? And I would say it depends on the viewer, like it depends on the fan, right? If you just love Tony and you just want to see it all about Tony, then you're gonna be very disappointed here. Uh, okay. Tony, technically, in this movie, is a not even a, a, a central character; he's more of a secondary character, right? But given the, the choice of making it making Dickie be the lead, it didn't make sense why. Because I mean, the guy is is a, is, a, is 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 a, is fairly a kid. You, you understand why, right? Um, even though in the back of your mind, like for me personally, I kind of wish that it was about like I wish that he was more to the forefront. So at least you kind of understand how these events are affecting him. There's more seeing. Dickie's life and how the, the things that he gets into affects him, right? But in no way do these things affect Tony, unfortunately, right? So it just kind of comes off as, well, you just kind of know half the picture, you know what I mean? But because you're in this world where basically your, your friends and relatives or, you know, um, friends and relatives of your your parents are in the mafia or in the mob, it's like, well, eventually they're going to jump into that too, you know what I mean? It kind of comes off like that. Now. Right. But still, I wish that the show gave us a little bit more... Reasons as to how Tony became who he is—not seeing right. go full cliche and oh he was a stick up kid and blah blah blah. No, that just kind of show us logically how he became that in this period, right? But the story that they tell here is really, really good. I, I must say, and you know, it, it it really does take you back into the the world of the Sopranos So I'll give them that, right? One thing, though, that I noticed is that the show itself, and I made this joke on on Facebook, it really does feel like a two-hour episode of the show, because the way how it's structured, the way how it's told, the dialogue, everything feels legit like an episode where, you know, events just kind of happen, and they're not really, like, strung together by some kind of big conceit or whatever like that, it's just... Sort of like a slice of life thing, you know what I mean? It's kind of seeing events play out, eventually something that happens before is going to have some kind of payoff afterwards, or maybe it doesn't, right? And I would say as far as the payoffs though, um, some of them have um, do payoff, well, you know, some decisions I would say do payoff, and others don't really happen, right? And I would attribute that to the style of how the story is told. It's almost like if you just kind of jump into the, to the series premiere of the show. And you're just seeing characters being introduced like, okay, 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 you're seeing that happen. Oh, something happened to him. But hopefully in the next episode you will see what happens here. But you don't right. really see that in this movie, unfortunately. Uh, case in point the character of Frank Lucas. did right. know he was gonna be in it, right? But you know it would be interesting seeing where his where he well, would because lie it's a, in this story. Uh, yeah, like, well, I don't expect, yeah, I didn't just expect so
1: Yeah, I don't expect anything from him because like he, he's a real person, so like that one that would be kinda weird. If you, if you true
0: true true like not n- seeing the should shoot and get arrested or what like what happens in the, in the end of american gangs in the movie but still kind of just show okay well they are bringing him in but he's in as a cameo but i understand given the nature of the storytelling why it's like that right um and this is the way how it was with the, with you know the series in, in general like i'll never forget there was an episode with um with uh bokeem woodbine he actually made an appearance right and I actually thought that they were going to make a reference to him, but actually they don't, but maybe there's a reference to him, but you can remember I haven't seen the show in ages, so maybe there's a reason, right? And why I'm bringing his character up, um, Buckingham's character, is one thing I really do appreciate about the show here is that uh, of the inclusion of more black characters, because, you know, right, right. <laughs> for better or for worse, you know, we, we, we can make the argument with the show itself, the, the series that not that much black people right and then of course the way how black people are talked about you know what i mean especially in mob well, films th- yeah, i mean th- there's always like this dean towards black people right but yeah, i like this show here given the racial tension
1: exactly you know that's that, that a big thing you know yeah a lot of italian mobsters are you know, pretty racist like, a, <laughs> yeah those, yeah when I see you know? it. that's what i'm saying with, with it is that with, with goodfellas I wanted to see how that argument would evolve now, like, and I I never got that from the show, like the show itself. And yeah, you know, I don't know how many people like would def- would argue against the show for it in that sense, but like I never got that, um, in my opinion. Like, that's how I feel about it that I really to to the show to be honest.
0: Right, yeah. and and for me it was it, like you know it was never like um oh you know what I mean this is why I do watch Friends because Friends do have black people like no nah, right I, not, know, it's know, not if, if that, thing, that type of argument though you know yeah exactly. Yeah, but I kind of understand people watching the show itself, the series, and being, oh, come on, no black people in the show, why come? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, ever so often, you might see one or two show up, right? But, again, I don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's the story being told, right? So, I can't knock, you know, David Cheese and be like, you should have more black people in the show. You know what I mean, it's, it's like whatever, right? This is the story being told, right? But anyway. So I do appreciate the fact that there are more black characters in this in this um in this particular film here. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. I thought that he was great as a character. Um, um, Harold actually every everybody performance wise came through really solid. Even the the guys who played younger versions of favorite characters. Um, you may you may argue like you know what I mean like we don't really need them in the show. You know what I mean? They just they're just tertiary characters. there's there's fan service. But again, this is the story that they're telling. Right? Fine. Right. But um, I would say in terms of, the, well, the flip side to it now is that if you're going into this movie completely blind now, um, you may come out of this pretty disappointed. And I would say, you know, and this would be the same thing for some diehard fans too because the way how the show is marketed, unfortunately, is like, well, you know, who made Tony Soprano? So you're thinking, okay, well, it's about the guy who made him, so to speak, and uh, Tony himself. But it's more like the guy himself and tony just there kind of shows up ever so often to you know to get guidance uh, but he's being pushed away for reasons right that's all it is right um so yeah that that would disappoint people but um so that's just a wrapping up. so in a way really how i see it is just like an episode of the show right but it leaves a lot open and you know, this is like when you think about it, it almost feels as if this is like the series premiere of the series, right? But then when you go into the sh- the, the series, the actual series, that's when you'll see everything else play out. The problem with that now is that the series takes place in the late 90s, and this is like what, late 60s, early 70s, right? So it's kind of like this long, you know, this this huge gap of time. So I don't know if the plan is that they're going to make more movies out this, and we'll see the story play out even more, I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea, personally. I think this should just be like a one-off thing, just similar to El Camino, right? Because the good thing about El Camino was that it was just saying, hey, after Jesse drove off at the end of, of Breaking Bad, what happened to Jesse? And that answers your question. So, you know, for me, I felt that, you know, there there was a huge opportunity that was missed in terms of, like, really showing us what, um, how Tony became the way he was, right? Not saying it has to be split down explicitly about him, right? But you could have incorporated um, him, sorry, a lot more into the story and still kept the whole key Maltesanti story, you know, active, right? You know what I mean? Because it is quite fascinating, right? Right. But it almost feels like you're cheating both the fans and non-fans by just letting them know, yeah, Tony's in it, you know, but not that much, you know. So, yeah, sorry. I imagine it's going to be even worse for people going in blind, because, yeah, I, I imagine people are going to go into this and be like, all right, this, this better make my no want to watch the series itself and i have a feeling when you come out of it you're like well maybe i will but uh, maybe i won't right so that that's 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 the downside to it right? but for me personally i i do uh, I appreciate the effort that was put into it in terms of taking us back into this world it really does feel like you'll you'll watching the sopranos all over again though uh but just in movie form so to speak right right but again i just felt there was a missed opportunity in terms of you know, the, the, the character that everybody knows and remembers from the series, even though we haven't seen it. Everybody knows about Tony Soprano everybody knew about right. him before, but this was an opportunity where he could have, you know, showed us more about him, right? But it was just all, it was just mostly sporadic and just in the background compared to all this Dickie Maltesanti stuff, which is unfortunate. So rating wise, I'll give this uh a light three and a half and half out of five, regardless right, regardless of the four okay. I mentioned though I still enjoyed it for what it was um for what it was right i I do appreciate the effort that was put into telling the story, taking us back in this world, and not making it feel detailed like oh, this is something we could have gotten last decade or whatever it It feels like all right, we just kinda had this in the any in the, in the, in the back burner for for years now, and we just actually put this out. But I don't think, I think this might be the last time you will see, you know, you know, a soprano story, so to speak, though, because uh, I hear into the grapevine that um, this was sort of a flop um, in the okay. box office. Yeah, unfortunately, right? And uh, what I was just say, just in closing, um, I would say, personally, I, I would, I this is at HBO Max view. I, I wouldn't recommend watching this in theaters um, because I know, like, you know, with the theatrical experience that people might go in and thinking that this is going to be some kind of Epic, groundbreaking—you know—gangster film. and actually, no, it's not. You know, it's it's not. It's just taking the uh, in the early days of the world of you know this Sopranos thing, right? And I mean, the show itself, in my in my um opinion, was not really trying to be like you know the groundbreaking series. It wasn't trying to be the Godfather or Once Upon a Time in America. It was just. You know, just a slice of life story about these despicable characters who just so happen to be living in the real world and they have families, and and that's it. That, that's the story being told. But it's just the writing and the storytelling and just the creative decisions were just on point. That's why, you know, people like myself rank it um, amongst one of the best TV shows ever made, right? But I would still stay, I would still recommend this series to anyone. Like, you're, you're, uh, unless, you know, this, this kind of material is not for you, right? But i would still say give this give this give this show a look man um it it should at least you know um entice you enough to see the 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 actual series itself right but um in terms of it be justifiable justified sorry i would say yes in terms of showing oh the man behind the myth, you know i mean like that but they could have shown a little bit more of you know the actual myth the actual legend you know tony soprano himself i think that's what we all deserve man so it is what it is, but still, I mean, if it's your cup of tea, check it out. If not, nah, you could skip it or, you know, just jump into the series. I don't think you'll miss anything in particular. So, moving on now to, you know, like, actual TV now. Let's, um, finally talk about the full season, I would say, of What If, right? That is the, the first, well, sorry, the newest, um, MCU slash Disney Plus series, um, and also the first animated, you know, um series from from both companies right uh we've covered both um you know the the premiere and the second episode we, we thoroughly enjoyed both of them um so what we're gonna just do basically is just kind of run through the the other episodes right that would be episodes three to nine, right and just share a quick talk to them right so um eric if you don't mind you could just start things off with episode three that would be what if the world lost its mightiest heroes?
1: Right. Um, yeah, I... Um, this one is okay. Um, I kind of... Well, we, we kind of solved it when... Um, if, when you saw how Black Widow died in this con- in this counter-narrative. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, I know who it is. Because I was trying to work out... Um, who... You know... Who could kill the Avengers? Who could do that? Who could kill the Hulk? And I was like... Yeah, oh, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and what,
0: what this episode was really trying to do, it was it was a who done it. was like who, yeah. who killed. Or who is killing? Sorry, the well, Avengers, right? Yeah,
1: and that—that that that was a catch. Now, like, oh, when and then when we see how Black Widow was getting getting killed, and who it was, like, okay, I know, I know who it is. It works out. I was like, all right. And then they reveal it, and it's well, I think we spoiled the episodes, right? Because the episode was like what, four, or five weeks? ago? yeah, away, yeah, yeah.
0: Right? it's like well, one you know, like, yeah. like shit. So, yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's Hank Pym, right? And they explain in this counter narrative what they do is they bury the lead as to what the counter narrative is, and in this counter narrative, um, she'll hired Hope Van Dyne. Um, to do a mission for them, and she died, and he was not having any of that, and just so so pissed off. So he just had a personal, you know, vendetta against the Shield and the Fury itself, and say, all I'm right, gonna torpedo your plans. <laughs> and that's basically what happened. Um, yeah, I thought I thought this this was a cool episode. I didn't I didn't love it, love it, but I, I had fun with it. Um, with this one, mostly because you're trying to solve the mystery, and then they did the thing with with um, in Hulk where Edward Norton is switched out uh, with Mark Ruffalo, uh, which is funny.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with you for the most part, though. But um, I would say for me, this was one of my least favorite episodes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot to mention too. We also talk about you know favorite, least favorite kind of stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Um, not not because of the, I think really is just because of the premise itself. Like like you know it was it was a great whodunit, but I just felt like there was um. I don't want to say, well, okay, I'll see. It, it does feel like there was a lot more other things going on behind the scenes, just like a diversion, um, case in point, the inclusion of Loki, right? Who I didn't right. expect to see this, right? I felt like that was just there just to distract viewers basically. Like, I mean, we got some cool moments with Loki, right, especially near the end, and you know, I like how well, it all ties back up to yeah. you know the the Avengers, the characters, and the movie right. itself, right? What admits admits it was just like, well,
1: well, uh, well yeah, exactly. But it's a it lot. Admits, there's just a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, and I, I like what they did with it, because it made sense, because, like, alright, remember Loki showed up in in the first tour to talk to him in the prison, and had all that drama, but then when he saw Thor got killed, um, he'd come and change his plans. I'm like, alright, I like that, what they do with it, and it, it's paid off in the finale, Um, what they do with that, so, I like it.
0: Okay, so, okay, I understand, yeah. that's It's just, like, I don't know, like, I, I just kind of came out of it kind of expecting... More, a bit more Yeah, of me bit. too it, yeah, yeah, yeah It was just kind of like Okay, well, alright That's that's it You know what I mean? Anyway So, yeah This this was one of my Well, I should say One of my two least favorites Right, I'll get to the second one in a bit Right Uh, We now have What if Doctor Strange Lost his heart Instead right. of his hands Right And right. this for me Is my top favorite episode I was, Yes I was, I was wrestling this... between this And an upcoming episode Which we're going to get into in a bit But nah This right. one really, really got, got to be uh, for one thing, um, the music was, was fantastic. It was so poignant, so tragic. And just the, the actual story itself, just the whole possibility that if, you know, Dr. Strange actually, you know, if, if Christine Palmer, you know, I mean, played by Rachel right. McAdams, are looking fine as hell in this in this show, in this particular episode, I might add, right? Right, like, right, right. Oddly hot, right? Um, yeah, what if he, you know, what if was Strange was just to the point that, okay, I just saw christine die in this car crash right what if i was able to to use these newfound powers of mine you know i mean this mystic arts powers though and bring her back and you just yep. see like all these scenarios play out i love where even there's even to a point where he's like because he was supposed to go on this um this uh basically this um this kind of dinner basically right he's like right you know, let's let's eat at home and you see how that plays all right yeah it, it, yep. it kind of happens days afterwards and then it just carries it out even further, where it's like, okay, well, now um, Strange now wants to get more power, so he's just kind of sucking right. all the well, power from all give, the other they give a reason,
1: so. Right, they give a reason as to why um it have these, like, well, I, don't, I forget what the, the term is, but these anchor points that you can't change, mm. and so on and so forth, and they, they kind of explained, alright, well, there's an anchor point in this universe, and so on and so forth. And it can explain, like, another, well, there's something I was always thinking about, but this kind of explains that, like, um the whole Splitting up of universes, thing why split why universes don't keep splitting indefinitely now because yeah, it have anchor points for the most part. Now. Um, and yeah, one of the anchor points is Christine dying in this universe, so it kind of sucks for him now. Um, what they do with it, it is really excellent. Yes, this is also my personal favorite in the bunch. I, I, this, yeah. is the, this is the Dr. Armani episode. Um, yes, 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 yes okay. there, 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 his,
0: that, there, there's a joke basically involving him right. being called Dr. Armani, right? right but nice. this is There's one last point I just want to make here quickly, right? So, um, and I just love how it all kind of comes together. Where well, yeah, basically we're seeing two Doctor Stranges, right? And, right, right. Um, well, the, the, the bad one, so to speak, um, wins, right? But it, yeah. it's uh, the cause of him literally losing everything and destroying everything. And that right. was like... pretty much, yeah. Wow, you like, really show the possibility of what would happen if Doctor Strange went to the Dark Center, if he was able to acquire all this power and, yeah. Know, just destroy everything. It literally ends with him just alone, just everything else destroyed. I thought that was like yeah. a really like bold way to end that episode, but yeah, yeah. You know I mean, so that was that was, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh, uh, what they do with it, and well, it's, it's paid off in an interesting way in the end. But yeah, again, yes, um, still my personal favorite mostly because well, okay, it's the one episode that does something because all the episodes suffer from the same problem, which is the, this truncated piece and problem that it has, right? Where it's what it's doing. It's basically it's a movie script that it chopped down to half hour.
0: Yeah, I, I think I felt that the most with um with with that episode three. Yeah, that's why I didn't right, enjoy that much. Right. We really yeah. Did well, feel like, there's another okay, episode. we have I, to show you another episode of the Incredible Hulk movie again. So let's right. do that again. You
1: know? Yeah, there's another episode that, that does this really bad, and and it was kind of like I was I was excusing it with the first episode, right? Because like, all right, they had to play the beats. I get what they're doing, but then all the other episodes, they should not really do this with and. I realize it's not much of an excuse, given that, you know, we know a lot of animated shows could tell a full story and a good sense of pace of time with 20 episodes. Sorry, with 20 minutes, right? Um, So that was kind of weird. But this episode, it paces itself so well because it's it's an excellent use of montage. There's a lot of... that, that, All that stuff with him absorbing all the creatures is so good. Like, there's a great, great little set of editing. Um, And it paces out a lot better storyline-wise. That's why this one works so well for me, um, personally. But yeah. That's how I feel about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, t- uh, I totally agree. Right, so episode 5, we have What If Zombies, right? Like, this right. was the one that people were like, you know, when we saw it in the, in the trailers, the are like, oh shit, you really actually got to do that, right? Right. And this, to me, is not one of my favorite favorites, but is one of the most crowd-pleasing episodes I must say, right? Well, because, yeah, basically we this game, the walk in their treatment to this, right? Right. And they actually get away with some sweet kills. Like, I would say this yeah. one is probably the most violent of this um, series here, but... Violent in terms of zombie violence, okay? right? So you know what to expect when when I see zombie violence. I you
1: know? yeah, I, I personally, but this was probably my least favorite or the weakest one because I felt they could have done so much more with this. And again, this one really suffered from that pacing problem I had. Now,
0: um, I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, because right. um, because what they do is. So, if we have just one gripe with the show itself, or the series itself, is that they, they usually repeat moments from the movies, right. but they just put it in the context right. of, the, of the show itself, of yeah, the yeah, scenario. Right. So, case in point, we had to redo the, oh, it's Spider-Man, and I'm doing this YouTube video thing. Right. And it's just kind and of a to but, you know, I appreciate it in terms of, oh, this character in this? Oh, Sharon Carter in this? Okay. Right. Happy this? Oh. That, that Russian guy from... What was it? Ant-Man, um, yeah. Ant-Man right. the yeah, was, yeah. or was it the first <laughs> cool. one? I, I I can't remember, right? Yeah, he and the stool, Okay, cool, 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 cool. But still, I felt like it just kind of ran on for too long. Yeah. Although points for the whole shoot that Happy had on, like right. you know, it's one of those things when you read when you read what's being said again. I'm saving myself for tour. It's like ah, okay, right, okay. i right, okay. right. see what you see there. Ah, I got you. But yeah, bro.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I I, I, I had. Does my mean issue see what it is huh? that it, given the scenario. I thought they should have been a little more serious. They could have played out the scenario. They could have run the, the, the logic of it a little better. Um, Yeah, but as I said, this was, this was the weakest. My personal... I think personal, I think is the weakest for me. Personal.
0: Yeah, I, I could understand. Um, For me, my one great though was the inclusion of Vision and Wonder. Like, you know, right. because it just kind of made things a little bit more confusing. Especially with Vision um, basically turning, you know, like, like literally... Right. Switching sides, basically, there.
1: Like, well, Vision's Vision's actions was mm, it was debatable. Even because, Ian
0: was saying, "Well, you know, yeah. I, I don't think I should be doing this." But
1: this right, seems I find, like find things. Yeah, you know, like, right, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. yeah, a little, still bit makes sense, yeah, it's a little, sense though. no, bit. sorry, it's, it's still not well taught off taught out. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I find they could have just played that out a little smarter and, and how. Like, I get what they're trying to go for because they're trying to mirror the whole Wonder Vision thing, now, where. Wanda going to do anything for Vision, so therefore Vision going to do anything for Wanda kind of thing. Again, I kind of get what he was kind of going for. Um, but yeah, it, it it still had some logical problems here or there, but it didn't, it didn't bother me too, too much.
0: Yeah, and the last thing I will say though, um, while I do appreciate that we hear Chadwick Boseman again, this is the third time actually that he appears in this series. Right. At the same time, I'm like... <laughs> Like okay, like like I'm glad that I hear him, but did, did we need him specifically to be in the it's, show? Like in this no, episode? right?
1: It's totally, a, it's totally. Like, a I understand Okoye, no, that is I understand is totally... to
0: be in there, but it's yeah. like, all right, we, we need you. No, it's Black totally... Panda, like
1: you need it, to be in the. No, no, stream? yeah, no.
0: It could have just was... been anyone.
1: Yeah, no, it was totally a beat from the comic, but that was straight from the comic. In the comic. That happened okay, now I
0: haven't read the comics. Right,
1: okay, right. In the, in the comic, that straight up happened. The Black Panther, like, that the thing. Is, I, I personally felt the addition to not go with that. I get the logic of it, and they had they had Okoye and whatever it is. Like, you know, just a kind of grab bag of characters, and I, I personally, I thought this one was the weakest one, personally. Okay,
0: yep. okay, okay. Yeah. Alright, alright. So, number six... This is my second favourite. What okay. if Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark. Right. Um this was a this this was just pleasing to me from the word go. Because, right. yeah, basically we get to the, the the story from Iron Man One again. But right. it, you know it 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 instead of Obadiah Steen basically just kind of, you know you know, planting his seeds, basically and then, you know. Doing his getting away with his plan before you know Tony gets gets a whiff of it. Basically, now it's you know um, Killmonger himself. You know we played once again by Michael B. John, kind of stepping in. So you know Obadiah is pretty much just kicked out of the scene, and now you know Tony and and, and Killmonger are best buddies. Right. But it's this whole elaborate plan, though, where it's just about him, in a nutshell, becoming the Black Panther again. Uh, be, right. be, becoming the new Black Panther. And how it all plays out, like in my like the first episode, I watch it twice. Sir, eh? first episode is like okay, I know he's going to switch sides. I know he's going to turn. Uh, he gun he can stab um you know Tony the back um, right. soon enough. But it's a question of how and just how it all kind of plays out. I was like, yeah, this I, is unbelievably smart. A little too much going on there. Eh? Like he's just yeah. doing a lot there. Eh? I would say that besides a gripe, he's doing a lot there. Eh? but in the course of, like, what, 25, 30 20 minutes, it's like, oh, okay, right. it okay, also impressive, impressive.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I um, they, they basically do the Xanatos gambit stuff, right? It, it's this guy. Oh, yeah, Xanatos from,
0: from, from um, Wars. Yeah, right. yeah, he exactly. did that very well. Just like, oh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, no, no, he was 10 steps ahead of you, like, literally. Right, right.
1: I, uh, it had a, okay, so I enjoyed this one. It, 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 they mostly explain everything, but it had a few leaps of logic that I, I couldn't accept. There are a few leaps, leaps of logic, that is all I'll say. Like, it didn't bother me too much, but I was like, All right, yeah, you, you have to kind of accept a few leaps of logic for it to
0: work. And uh, let, let me guess, You had an issue with, with, um, with about Ross, help, help, um, ultimately the Ward, um, no, what, that, like I, I, didn't, I didn't
1: have an issue with that. that my thing okay. was, how did he infiltrate the Ten Rings, um, to get the information on Obadiah? That was like, wait, what? How? What? That where was he to do that to get our information? I find that was a little bit of a stretch. Just a couple things like that. Um also Tony's death was um a little kind of clumsy. I felt he could uh like Tony just kind of fuck up there by just not having the robot kill him. They do the, the typical, you know, uh, the robot grab them, you know, and then they threw him. Yeah, <laughs> like oh god, <laughs> that dumbness. And then Tony's death was just kinda of, kinda of we I felt what it should have done if they doing you because they like to replicate stuff on the movies, right? Instead of him stabbing him in the shoulder, they should have done the same stab that Thanos did give him from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. They should have done that mm-hmm. instead. With the... I don't know, whatever little things like that. Um, but yeah, I I I dug it for what it was. I, I it's not my favorite, but it's it's amongst my favorite. It's a uh, pretty high up in my opinion because I felt they explained enough. Like they did enough, given the the short editing and the rough rough cut, the rough you know rough through, you know they had to speed things up now, pacing wise, yeah, given the pacing problems. Yeah, again. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was. But yeah, I had fun with this one. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Right. Uh, a couple of things as well a you. I thought it was really smart having... Um Having Shuri be be young in this case, right? Well, yeah, yeah, um, right. So she, she she's remember. a much younger it's, person. It's, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we're working with the, the timeline of like the first uh, right, it's Iron Man movie yeah, two thousand to Avengers of Ultra, right? So right. it's like yeah. about, what, two, three years. So no, clearly, no, no. Shuri's not going to be as old as she was in the Black Panther movie. No,
1: it, in, yeah, in, in Black Panther, Black Panther was 2018 and she's 16. So she, she's much younger. It's, two, it's like 10 years prior. So she's like, right. you know, yeah. six or seven or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, you know, way older than that, but whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but also, one thing that I did not see coming, though, and it's just so freaking awesome, though, is seeing Angela Bassett's character, Ramonda. Yeah. It's really be be a badass. Badass, Yeah, though, be though. Yeah. That shot that she does with despair and then she jumps in the mill, yeah. pulls it out, and says, Fotichala! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could watch that on repeat for a whole hour. It is so awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that, that that was like a highlight for me, though. You know, yeah. I just love that sequence. Yeah, it is. Yes.
1: It is. It is. It is killbong. It is Killmonger fanboys, I will admit. Like, if you're a Killmonger fan, you will enjoy this. That's it's for those. It's for those people. Um, That's like too, me. I'm a, I'm a Killmonger fan. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's for all you. Uh, but yeah, I dug it for what it was, and they do. The, well, we'll talk about this later. But they, they do pay off something with Killmonger later. I really enjoyed. Um. Again, all this in the final episode. Because I'll, we'll talk about the final episode. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, had, I had fun with this one. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Right. Uh, next episode we have is "What if Tor were an Holy child?" Right. Uh. Okay. So also for one me, of my least favorites. One of my least favorites as well. Also one but, of my least favorites. If not, but, if but, not but, my but, least favorite, yeah. Yeah, but how will I won't lie, I I had fun watching it. That right. Is because it is the most. Lighthearted, I would say, of all the episodes, right? Um, uh, It, it kind of plays out more like a 2000 stoner comedy in a sense, you know what I mean? So, you know, a right. lovable goofball, well, in this case, it's Thor, you know, being voiced by Chris Hemsworth, being a lovable goofball, but like just being like, you know, a straight up idiot at times, right? Right. And, you know, he's just slacking off. He literally comes down to earth, and all he's just concerned about is having, you know, having parties and, you know, enjoying himself, right? With, yeah, his, exactly. with his squad, right? Um, and yeah, he does run into Gene Foster and fall in love, and they just get into a bunch of shenanigans. And it's just like, oh, you know, he's causing a lot of drama, and, you know, Miss um, uh, Marvel, sorry, not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel actually shows up now and right. trying to stop him. But yeah, other than that, though, um, some of the jokes really, 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 really it's, fell flat. Yes, yeah, um, Others, cute. I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's funny. Uh, okay. Like, but what, what really made it work for me, and I'll stop here, is Chris Hemsworth. Just him right. playing slightly out of character. Okay. You know, he's the majestic sorry, the, the mighty Thor, you mean, he talks like this, but it's like, yeah, fuck it, I just want to get drunk, basically, and have fun, you know what I mean, so it's, like the fact that he's playing against character, but just for like, everything else around it was just like, all right, we kind of have to tell the same Thor story again, even right down to having, um, Darcy Lewis, you know what I mean, I don't mind, he, right. you know, her being, but she just, kind of was there, because, you know, the, it's it's Thor, the first Thor movie, literally being, put, uh, being repeated here you now. Um, when you pee off with him and his mom, and it's like, all right, well, that that's it, okay, which figure yeah. is like, okay, that's it, all right. But the ending was pretty interesting, though, and I love how it just kind of comes out to the blue, because even the watch is like, wait, wait a minute, Right. and then literally you see Ultron now shows up now, Right. and he's in Vision's body now, and he has the six Infinity Stones, he has the Gauntlet right. on him, and it's like, oh, shit, it yeah. stops right there.
1: Yeah. Ah uh, yeah, I I dug it for what it was trying to do and, and and do it, but yeah, it skewed a little too young for me in terms of the jokes, so it wasn't all that funny. It just kind of fell flat, and yeah, this was one of the weaker ones for me as well. Um, probably probably also mal- I say if this between this and the, the zombies is probably you know for least favorite. Um, still mm. fun, i had fun with it, I dug it, but yeah, it fell flat. Um, to be honest, um, so that's about it.
0: Right, right. So we have two more episodes to go, right? So we yeah. have what if Ultron won. I, I would right. actually say like these two these last two episodes are like a two part They actually right. are, right? Um this one, yeah, literally show what would have happened if, if Ultron just became, you know, all you know um all, you know, all too powerful basically, right? Um, yeah. and there's even like a jaw droop drop moment for me where Thanos comes in and he watches like yeah. fascinating, splits the guy in half, yeah, takes takes <laughs> yeah, yeah, the gauntlet from him. Yeah, so uh, it's yeah. like, yeah, basically he has the Mind Stone. It's the Mind Stone he has, right?
1: Right, originally, yeah. Right,
0: and then he just takes the other five. He's like, yeah, cool, boom. And, yeah, it's just basically him just, like, destroying shit, decimating everything, right? But one thing I was I was waiting for this to happen, I love the, the fact that it happens, him being aware of the Watcher's existence. Because, yeah, I mean, the Watcher, I mean, the Watcher's doing this narration. I love how it was hinted that before where he did it with the, with the Doctor Strange episode. Right. And Doctor Strange is like, wait, who said that? But this yeah. case is like, wait, who said that, right? And yeah. then literally freaking out, oh shit! There's this character called the Watcher, and there's you know not just worlds because you know in, in Ultron's mind it's like, oh, so much worlds to conquer. Now it's oh, all these universes to conquer, right? Right. And they get this sweet fight scene between <laughs> Ultron and um and, and the Watcher. That was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, one of my friends actually said, um, actually made the, the, the point that you know for we know um the Watchers may me end up being like some kind me end up being a future character, in like a, in a Marvel fighting game. You know what I mean? There's right, right. Just just for what he was he was doing here, now. And yeah, I mean, you, you got a sweet fight there, but I love how it ends too. Where it's like, well, you know, the watcher realizing how overpowered he is. Sorry, how underpowered he is by 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 um by Ultron. Now decides, here's what I need help, and the only person who will help me now is, well, yes, yeah, the Strange. He the Dark Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, I just Doctor, love that. But, yeah, going back to, to that decision.
1: Yeah, going back to Doctor Mani, right? So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so, yeah, uh, this this is Oh and I'm... I forgot to mention too, before I forget there's also a subplot involving um Black Widow and um and Hawkeye, right? right. Um them them trying to, to find a way to disable, you know, Karamba, the Ultra and off as an AI, right? So they rely on the Anim Zula AI itself right. really yeah. to try to yeah. do that too. So right. I it was a cool moment. Uh, it's a shame that Hawkeye had to the go. There's a sweet shot of him falling. Right. I mean, it's, it's cliche stuff, you know, where the character falls. And but he like, dies, he dies, yeah, know. he dies in
1: the same way how they mirrored the Black Widow that's in Endgame. Like, that's, I think, what he was going mm. for. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, yeah, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I dig this one as well. This is probably my second favorite episode. Um, I, I really had fun with this, mostly because of the Ultron. Watch a fight, like watch a ultra Ultron Real Geon Dread. That whole thing with Ultron, they straight up bite a galaxy, which was funny to me. Um,
0: I know, boy. And
1: it, it, it's some real. Galactus. That, that was a,
0: that's a that's a, a super, super reference, right? Yeah, exactly. Some real Galactus vibes. Yeah, that's vibes a Galactus here. reference. Yeah. Exactly,
1: It's real Galactus vibes you get from that. Now. I and I, I really had fun with that. It's like okay, it makes sense. It's a little. There's a couple of little plot inconsistencies here, or there with it. Um, mostly with the whole like was he not surprised with seeing ultron in the alternate universe and he didn't invade there like that was kind of confusing to me so why does ultron surprise him in this episode that was kind of weird right whoever um and then it brings up some a lot of interesting questions about the status of the watcher in the grand scheme of things like i does the watcher know about the TVA? Uh, or is he connected to the TV in any way? Like, what's going on with that? Oh,
0: that—that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It have all these little, little interesting questions to bring up in. And um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this one, mostly because of that fight. That fight kicked so much ass. And they moved to multiple universes. Um, I love that, dude.
0: I love the, like the moment where literally Ultron is punching. I just right. see, you, see you with yes. each punch. Yeah, that was a
1: great one. And I have one great moment with um, him going to take and uh, Steve Rogers as president. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be the be, inauguration, be, be, be basically. Yeah, exactly. Steve as yeah. president. I love
1: Yeah, I, 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 and I, again, I had a lot of fun with it. As it is a great fight and a great setup for, for the second episode. Because, yeah, they, they get into the core problem with the Watcher, which is, look, yeah, all these people just kind of suffering and dying, and you ain't doing nothing. And, you know, it's this whole morality about watching. And, you know, he, they, they have a great line where he says, I see now, which is really funny. When he when yeah, yeah. yeah, they kinda yeah. Come
0: and they kind of be like, yeah.
1: Bleh. I
0: see now. I see now. I like, now. like, I like that. Had, I actually admit, no, sorry, not so much admitting it. He had to see it, like right. not, Fine, all right. I see yeah, now. Yeah, you know P- the, the uh, watcher.
1: P- the watcher has to see now. The watcher's blind to this one thing about him, which I liked. I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then you know, while well, we, we could get to the finale, you know, um, yeah, was, yeah. Well, well, you know,
0: you can just you can just run through what the finale was about, and you right, you thoughts it. I'll it's, drop it
1: up. Yeah, so basically, the watcher goes goes back through all of these specific, um what-if scenarios to solve um to solve the Ultron problem. Because Ultron now could potentially be disastrous to the multiverse. They need all these potential people. And they go back in scenarios of playing it out. So we see basically the opening to Winter Soul there. But it's Captain Carter instead. And same ship, same Batroc she's fighting. I like that. And he gets to that. Then kill they get to... I forget which other universe. It was Killmonger. They went to... All the other universes of playing playing out the scenario of what what he need them for something. And then it's mm. because of because of Dr. Armani um checking <laughs> up a whole yeah. thing together to, to basically the plan is to take down um to take down this, this version of Ultron who won, who who got, got the vision body, right? Um, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: and what they do is that it, technically it is an Avengers, but um, what they call it by is the Guardians. Guardians yeah, of is in the Multiverse, right? Yeah, Guardians well, of the Multiverse. Right. Multivus, with, with right the so they get, they
1: get, they get. Right. The, the one they want to get to some um, T'Challa Star Lord. They did that, right? All of them. You know, we didn't talk about that, did
0: we? We no, didn't talk about that. We talked about that long time. Sorry about right, that. Right. That for me right now. Um, what am I feeling? I kind of I kind of flipping between third and fourth because right. I kind of have you know Ultron One as my third favorite, right? Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, Ultron One is my third favorite, and then I have um, and then I have well, I should see the 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 episode two now, the the one with the chara um, Star Lord, right? That is either that four high or, up or five, me. yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That pretty
1: high up I put the up for me because I
0: kind of have you know this final episode up there as well too, as my top five, right? But yeah, well so.
1: that right, so I, I I was kind of on the one with the final episode mostly because. They should have had... Uh, well, okay, so they showed something that people explained to me that was not supposed to be there, which was um, basically it's Gamora and Tony. And for what I understand, yes. they, they had to cut this episode and we'll most likely see it next season because of uh, coronavirus pandemic, right? For some reason, yeah, they had to cut it. They can finish it for whatever reason. Corona messed it up. So they still decided to bring it in plot-wise. But they had to they had to drop it. So we so we should have seen that episode. And then, in my opinion, I think we should have gotten an extra episode with Ultron, because the fight was way too short. Like how the battle play itself out and how it it play out, I find it was way too short. That was one. And two, I really wish the Guardians and the Multiverse got to know each other a little better. Or at least we got to see them. Have conversations with each other and talk and bounce off each other a little better again, agreed. they the um, prob- there,
0: there was they was up at it, but right, right, it, even like with the moments with them talking and right, um, you know, um, Amani Ar- streams, sorry, sorry, um, bringing up drinks and yeah, 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 stuff like that, but it still felt rushed, really rushed. Like, I understand, yeah, right. I understand, they, and it, because they got, into,
1: they got into what makes um, Killmonger, right? Well, uh, well they basically had to fight Ultron. You know, Amani strangers, is basically the MVP. just helping out with some insane magic powers. Because you kind of forget how goddamn strong he gets, eh? I mean, he's basically. Know, he's basically Dormammu. I mean, he's insanely strong, right? Yeah. But he, he, you By know, the yeah. way,
0: on, on the subject of that, though, I. I was impressed visually. I'll talk about the anime Yeah, again, no, they, they, when we wrap up, right? They, they fight the it greater. Huh? Like um the spell that they have to, yeah. to guard them. Like this yeah. it's sort of like armor, but it's yeah, like it right. shows up like right. if it's reflected by light or whatever. I thought that was like a really cool bit of VFX that yeah. they use here. It almost felt it almost looked realistic in a sense when yeah. you see it your answer.
1: No, yeah, they, they had a lot of great, great like, like decisions and calls with the, with the visuals and the action, like the, the one kick-ass moment where when you multiply all the mule um, that was pretty badass it was pretty cool for uh, for what it was and then what they do with the resolution that they fight where they, they upload Zola into, inside his body, Zola takes over um, and then what they do with um, this is something I, I thought I missed and I thought they, they rushed, which is Killmonger. Um Killmonger grabbing the stones to himself and yeah, they kind of get into the root of why Killmonger is a villain, which is he's a kind of person I'll never be satisfied, right, that's kind of the raw, raw issue with him um, no matter what, but he brings up valid points about the Watcher, which is you don't interfere. The Watcher owes us this. That kind of stuff. There. And then they address it going forward, and then they pay it off with, with what happened to Black Widow at the end, right? Well, that version of Black Widow that is in the failed Ultron universe. Um, they make that work, and that's the universe where the Avengers die off, but there's a new set of Avengers, blah, blah, blah. Um, They make it work. I, I, I dig it for what it was. I um, had a lot of fun with it. Oh, oh, we forget the part where, at the end of the final fight where... um. Wanda Maximoff, the zombie Wanda Maximoff comes in to, to take him on. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's about it. Um, mm. All in all, I am mostly, I, I thought as a as a kind of experiment, and, and I use an experiment in quotes because for most mainstream people, you know, experiment is, is you know, it's an experiment. But I I, I dug it for what it was. Um, You know, I really, as I said, it, it just needs a little more shots in it. So that's about it. Uh as I say I want them for seconds to explain some stuff. But overall I, I thought it was a solid out and an experiment for Marvel and I felt what most it mostly worked and I had fun with it. Right? That's the most important part. And that's that's how I, I felt it, it, it for what it was and it was pretty cool. I, I dug it. Um yeah. I don't know. All right. rating, well, rating, I yeah. Like yeah about well, a, what's the reason? Yeah, I'll give it like an eight out of ten, maybe a nine uh, no, sorry, maybe a eight out of ten closer to seven because it, it just it suffered from that one major issue that they didn't really, like, address, um, which is the, the pacing issue. And I know we could pace stuff a little better um, with with even shorter material and less time. So it, I felt it didn't really have much of an excuse going forward with that. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I don't have a big... big it, it didn't kill it for me. It's fine. So yeah, that's that what I'm uh, um, going forward with. So yeah, 8 out of mm. 10. Although
0: 8. All right. Well, I, I agree with you for the most part, right? Um, you really the big downside to this this whole season is the pacing as well too it just moves ridiculously fast yes. and a majority of it is spent on just hey remember there's this one scene from this one film let's just do it over again but in right. a different context right. that right. kind right. of thing there. they do um, a lot of that yeah. even like with the finale now, which I'll just shim a quick thoughts on they did that as well too there was like a few you know character building moments like before the fight with Ultron but I feel like even those felt a little rushed and, you know like I can't understand given the nature of the show itself that it has to tell story it has to move quickly right right, right. But one of the, the great things about animation is that yeah i mean that is like a one of the, the main attributes is telling a story visually and doing it in such a way that you don't even need to draw things out or stretch things out for too long or uh, move things too quickly right there's, there's ways to work around it man i mean it's animation god it right but still in this case because and this is like another problem we need to because it's a lot of you know easter egg stuff uh, right. fan servicey stuff sorry for, for bringing up fan service but yeah there's a lot of fan service here um yeah it does feel like there's a lot of time being spent on that uh or i should say like a, a imbalance between that and telling the story or the right. scenario right also ever so often animation will be kind of like you know you'll have like superb moments like case in point like what i mentioned with um with the the sort of Mystical armor that our heroes have, you know, the Guardians of the Multiverse have in that final episode. Like, there's there's moments of just brilliant animation, right? Um, Yeah. And that, well, I'm talking about like, um, you know, um, CG and 2D and 3D animation stuff like that. Just how it all seems blends, right? But ever so often, you will get like one or two shots which you just kind of watch and like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. In the Killmonger episode, right? There's a there's a scene literally where you see, this is right after um, Tony and Killmonger were at the bar, right, and they were talking. There's a shot where Pepper Potts, who is in the sh- who is in the episode, by the way, she's walking out of the actual, you know, room, right, right. on her phone, right, and you are just seeing like these these car like this these characters just kind of moving about in this kind of robotic trip. kind of weird, yeah, yeah. It's not like robot, man, but I remember, yeah, I, I do, yeah. yeah. Like I couldn't help but just think about like, do like, they, they wrote us, they, they actually like signed us off, like, all oh, this yeah. serious. Yeah. Okay. Stuff, stuff like I don't bother. It, it just look like, oh, it was, it was like video games. It, it looked yeah, like yeah. video game graphics. That's like how it was. Like, right. you know, there's they, this NPC, um NPC, so nobody cares. It's right. not about them, it's about the main character. But, god damn, it just looked weird, really. It almost yeah. looked kind of cheap in a way, right? Right. But anyway. But um with with that last episode in particular though, I, I thought that it was a satisfying payoff. Not perfect though. Um right. but I do like the idea. Right. I do like right. the fact that it brought back a majority of the characters um that we've seen in the series thus far. Um I really hope wish that they that they had incorporated more in some way, shape or form as though well. After we have fact find out, Oh, she was supposed to have her own episode. But it's like, Well, you we have nine episodes, least you could I do is crack out one more and make it like even ten but yeah, no, COVID, no. right? So right, right. whatever. Well, all right, so, you know <laughs> that, that was a that was a missed opportunity there. But other than that, do um, yeah, I thought for for what it's worth, it was it was a great payoff as well too. I love how it leaves it open, so maybe we might see his characters again. Maybe we won't. And I like that you know we, we really do see um, the watcher. Um, This sort of self-affirmation, this self-affirming moment with the the watcher, like, okay, this is my purpose now, this is why I do this, right, so, yeah, in the next season, you're going to see more of this, but it's not like I'm just going to be the narrator, I'm part of all this now, and, you know, I I guess with these last two episodes, you kind of get why I have to do this, right, so I appreciate that. also, the, the the stinger at the end, the post credit scene in the right. end was it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, it was not really need yeah. it, but it was nice. It was nice. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I was just glad to see McGill Captain Carter again, who who by the way is becoming one of my one of my favorite characters. In, right. I would say yeah, hands on one of my favorite characters in this series um, period. I would um, a close second is T'Challa Star Lord. Right? right. Right. So overall, um, yeah, as an experiment, this worked as well. This worked for me. Um, I would say, you know, this is the first season. So, yes, you know, there's a little couple of hiccups here and there, especially the animation pieces. But I, you know, knowing Marvel, they're going to really take their time with the, with the second season if we do get one, fingers crossed. Um, and, yeah, they're going to improve on it, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sky's the limit. Let's just see how much more of these Twilight zone s scenarios we get from, you know, the series here. Right. So, for me, rating-wise, I'll give this... Uh, Light four or five, Light light four or five. It's not one of my favorite, you know, TV shows from the MCU this year. Um, you know, the others that came before the they're still up there. This one this is not so much for me, right? But still it was enjoyable. You know, what I mean it was nice, you know, what if scenarios literally you, you got with us, you got some nice fancy stuff and you know, you're really sure that yeah, you know, Marvel Studios could do some 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 solid animation as well too. So right. yeah, I mean can't wait can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah. All right, so let me talk about with Boydred, Dave Chappelle. Right. And his latest, um, his, I would say the final in his Netflix um, series of, you know, of, of stand-up performances. That would be the, the closer, right? Um, this actually came out a couple of days later, I recording here, and already, you know I mean, a lot of people has been, you know, um, have been, you know, it, it's been sparking a lot of oh, um, sparking a lot of heat, a lot of um, you know what I mean, a, a lot of you know controversy basically, which is something nothing new, right? Right. So at the moment now, I mean, you have people like uh, Glad, of course, Glad, right. of course, right? You have the National Black Justice Coalition, right? right um right. Taking shots in them, right? And mainly what it is about. Before we get to your tour, Tricado. Is about his comments, basically about the LGBTQ plus community, right, um, right. because yeah, he, he he spent a lot of time talking about them, criticizing them mainly, right. um, which I will get into as well too, whether it works or not. Um, but I want to talk about it in the context of okay, but this is my last one, you know what I mean? Not his last show that he'll ever do in his career, but the last Netflix outing that he's going to do, right? Right. But yeah. um, yeah, that that he he is he is in, in hot water again. You know, I mean, because right. of this, right? But this one is pretty interesting now, and I think mainly it just has to do with the fact that yes, this is the last of these Netflix um right, you know shows, right? So as we've done before, I mean, because we you know the last we we actually covered sticks and stones in um sure. you know when it came out last time, um you know. Which we enjoyed for what it was, but you know, it was the stuff that he brought up as well too that was quite intriguing to us, right? And one thing uh, um actually like re-listen to that to that episode and one thing I remember myself seeing, or you know, I was reminded of myself seeing was you know, how he was just able to say, you know what, we always are quick to jump on bandwagon's like, Oh, this celebrity did this, so we should hate on the celebrity for doing this, right? but you don't know the full story about it, right? And, you know, he reflects it on himself. He also does it a bit in, you know, this, um, in this special as well, too. Like, you know, it's easy to, to pick on on Dave Chappelle because of all the stuff that he said in, you know, in the past, in those Netflix shows, especially um, Sticks and Stones, right? Uh, so why are you hating on me? Blah, 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 right? But in this case, though, it kind of makes things a lot more difficult to... It is really a lot difficult to side with him now because of the amount of stuff that he has said about, you know, that, you know, about the LGBTQ community, right? But I'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, Ricardo, take it away. Right. Honest thoughts on this show. And keep in mind, guys, we are non-American, we are not comedians, we're not comedy critics, so, you know, we're not going to be like, well, you know, this joke was bad, and this joke was good, and all that kind of stuff. uh... Just talking about the messages and what was being said and how we feel about it, so, yeah
1: um yeah i was to be to be honest i was kind of underwhelmed with this mostly because there's a problem when you, 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 i like was like in dave chappelle's position and let us admit it, any comedian for that matter and, and we could we could get into this general trend of um what i call them these these modern comedians and our whole debate about cancer culture and if they allowed to be funny anymore quote unquote in their way blah 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 right um, Chappelle is one of those who I thought somewhat navigated the situation a little better than the average, right? But with the last these last few things, he's, he's slowly but surely not really addressing the, the core issue. And then on top of that, he's not really making jokes. And that was kind of my main problem with it. He wasn't telling that many jokes. Like, I can't say this, this thing was, it was shorter than I expected. That was one. And two, I thought he was going to tell more jokes. Like, and or the jokes he was telling wasn't all that funny, in my opinion. Now, all that would have been fine if he had like a really good message behind it. And even that kind of felt flat and was pretty weak for me. Um, I was kind of underwhelmed, to be honest, um, because he wasn't really telling that many jokes and he wasn't adding to, let's just call it the discourse, right? The discourse involving gender and discourse involving trans issues or whatever it is, with his perspective. To me, he wasn't really adding anything in any meaningful way. Right or any particularly meaningful way, right? In my opinion, he was kind of bringing up a semblance of a kind of a good argument. Maybe I kind of sympathize with, with a couple of his points, but because he wasn't bringing anything new to the table, at least from my perspective, at least how I understand it. Again, I don't expect him to be some academic or anything about. I, 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 I like that about this. He just it's just his opinion. But I really felt he would have, would have brought up something a little more interesting and he didn't really do that. So the whole thing just kind of fell flat for me to be honest. I mean, it had a couple good jokes. Uh, it had a couple. There's one joke in particular I really laughed at. Um, it's, it mostly works as a kind of A, he's a, a storyteller. It's an a, Like in my opinion, he's an excellent storyteller and then he, because he, he, the last third of it, especially when he was talking about this, this woman named Daphne, that, I knew where the story was going because I knew who it was. And I knew where the story was going. So it didn't, it didn't Hit me with the, the payoff that I thought it, it could have, but it's still it was still a pretty good payoff for what it was, like what he was trying to do and tell. And I knew where the story was going. So it was great in that sense. But in terms of its core points or what you're trying to say, I, it wasn't really working or 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 in ingratiating for me. I, I just thought, yeah, like yeah, it more feeling like old man yells at Cloud at this point. Like it he really wasn't doing anything. At best, this is at best, and this is my last point, and I could move on to you. At best, this is a charter was I willing to be with him. He was trying to make something like maybe resembling a ma- what you call a master's tools argument. Right? If you know where masters the master's tools come from, I, I forget who the, the person is, I think he's Audrey lord. But the, the, the line is something along the lines. Um, and I think this is how I understand the argument. In context, is that you cannot use the master's tools to dismantle the master's house. Right? I it.
0: that's just it.
1: Right, I kinda understand. Where you coming from? Because when you're making the comparison of say, black issues and black struggle and black you know society progress or whatever, and you're comparing it to the LGBT issues, you have I do think that a lot of LGBT issues work worked or sped up as fast simply because you know white people was involved. Like he makes the argument that it's still about race, and I understand where he's coming from. He's still, trying, but to me, it just felt. But that's still a, a really gross oversimplification of the situation, and you know, sorry, gay rights was was you know pivoting off of black black civil rights and black civil struggles, and it had to come full circle that way. So, I still he wasn't really making that good of an argument, but I get where he was coming from because he does rightly criticize a lot of white feminism a lot of the Me Too movement. I like I fully agree with a lot of that those talking points kind of. Um I get where you coming from. When you talk about, you know, you have to get off the bus as they say, don't cater to the to the to the power structure because you're still catering to it. I, that is I, I that is the closest I'm, I'm being to it. But I felt I felt he didn't really make any arguments. It was a little too clumsy, which I wouldn't care about if he did make some jokes. And he didn't really tell that many jokes and I was like eh I wasn't into this one. Um to be honest. And yeah, that that, that, was just, that was just how I felt about it. Um, I, I felt he could have, if he told either, you had to pick one or the other, either make a really, really great argument about the talking points you're making, which I, I felt he didn't do, or tell great jokes, but you're not really making the best argument, which would have been fine too. Like, if he did one or the other, fine, but we didn't really get either. And that was, that was kind of my issue with it. And that's why I was generally under him. Um, even though I, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it for what it was we were trying to do, especially that last two. Right. And, and talking about this person named Daphne, I get where he was coming from. Like, OK, I do understand how it comes together and, and what he was trying to do with it. But I was a little underwhelmed, mostly because it had their jokes. That was my problem. Like, I, I don't know what 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 was to pull from now, to be honest. I don't know. I would probably had to give it a rewatch maybe to see what it is other people seeing. And I maybe I missed something or not, but I, I didn't I couldn't get into it as it was.
0: All right, I understand. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I actually gave this a rewatch. I actually watched it um, this morning at the time I was recording it. Right. Because um, I took it in the night before, right? Right. I admit, I was a little tired because, you know, I was just catching up on other shows, right? So, some of the jokes, some of the points just sort of flew past me. And, you know, because of the direction of the show, in, uh, of this special in particular, kind of just had me uh, a little tired. I was just like, okay, well, this is, what we, this is all we get, okay, right? But then watching over again, I could kind of see what he was trying to do, right? So I'll explain, right? So I understand that, yes, and this is not me defending any guy. I just calling from, I uh, this state what with I eye notice, right? And what I think works here. Yeah. I do get a sense of um, finality in this. I right. do get a yeah. sense that, okay, I'm just letting you all know this one time, just, just sp- sp- clear the air on this because this is the last time I'm going to talk about this, right? I get that, right? And I do like how he was able to bring up certain things, sorry, how he was able to bring up certain things and then relate them to other stuff later on. So case in point, there was this, well, you know, probably one of the most infamous moments on the on the special, um, him bringing up the baby. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So, you know, because he, he could have just said, oh, you know what I mean, he, he said the wrong thing and blah, 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 right? But then he brings up a he brings up a real life incident where he actually right. used the firearm. That's all we'll see, right? obviously basically, what he was seeing about that 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 to me makes sense because really, what 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 Chappelle does very well, um, especially here, is kind of show the hypocrisy, right? But, yeah, you know, exactly. It's 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 almost to the point that he has to show the hypocrisy of everything, like right. everything. is, you know, there's always some sort of hypocritical, uh, hypocritical aspect to the things that we are right. complaining about, right? So. Right. Here, in particular, it works. It works.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm, I am sympathetic to that kind of, like, I get it. Like, I understand where you're coming from with a lot of that. Um, because, yeah, it's just straight up, like, the baby killed a guy. <laughs> and no one, his career never flourished. Yet, him saying something about, you know, gay people and, and something like that. It's like, oh, well, that is somehow going to kill his career, maybe um and that that was kind of weird for me as well it's like um what is we we complaining about with the baby
0: exactly um right 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 that that's that's what I was going to bring up this, yeah, exactly. this. that's what's going to bring up because what he's what he's over what he's trying to say overall is you know just you know we like yes he's seeing these things and they may come off as crass or they may come off as offensive to you but you know it's art now, you know what i mean just kind of dig beneath the surface sorry and see what he's trying to say so what I think he's trying to say now with that the baby stuff is that, you know, clearly the baby was not in the right seat of um, right frame of my mind when he said the things that he said, right? But if he knew, if he had some knowledge about the LGBTQ community, he wouldn't come and just accuse them of, you know, spreading AIDS basically. That's that's one of the things right, that he said. Right, 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 right. You know, you, you'll come off a bit a lot more mature even though you had like what, ten beers in year before you went on stage to perform. You'd right. have said something a lot better than than that, right? It just came off like that. So I get that what you're trying to say, right? Also, the idea of, um, you know, judging people um, quickly or people judging you, right? So he brings up the scenario of, you know, meeting this woman who talks about his daughter, uh, her daughter. then realizes that Oh, the daughter was, you know, uh, uh, transgender, right? And then, ironically, him running into that scene afterwards and her piece, well, actually, both the mother and the daughter in both scenarios actually... Just ripping apart, um, you know, um, Dave and letting him know how they really feel about me and, you know, about the so-called transphobic stuff that he said he is. Right, 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 so right. I, I understand that, right? So I get the sense that, okay, it's about a matter of understanding. He's almost trying to say that, all right, I'm not perfect. I get that. Okay. But, you know, like near the end, he would say he's still transphobic regardless, right? Right. And I had to make sure, I had to make sure I hear what he said because he said... Yes, I am transphobic, but da 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 da, da. Well, I I you was kind you nice. was kind of I you was kind of before you were saying that. Uh, yeah, I, I respect, you know, I respect gay people. I respect, you know, people in the trans, you know, in, in, in trans media as well, too. But near the end, he still says, I believe he said twice, I'm transphobic, you know? So it's like, it's, it's kind of weird, but... Well, okay, so know, one it was those, a kind
1: of... All right. It a, to me, it was a kind of... The way he keeps saying I'm transphobic, it felt kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, in that sense, because it's a joke. But, but here's the thing. He does admit to being, being what they call, quote-unquote, a
0: right? Um... Oh, uh, by the way, that 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 thing sparked a lot of controversy, though. Right, know? right. Although maybe you can explain it to me, because um, not, not what turf means, but white 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 people like have enough feelie because oh, I'm 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 team turf, too. Like, all right, right. Well, well,
1: it's basically it's okay. basically what 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 um JK got cancelled for, quote unquote, right? Um, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. but basically, basically here's the problem. I he said he's team turf, and what he means by like again, his whole thing is that narratives need to come with struggle and he does tie that into it now, like to him, he doesn't think that this is a big issue in terms of how we should deal with um deal with women's issues and whatnot, and that was his argument about gender he kind of misrepresents what JK was saying even though JK is still wrong, but still it even further than, they were saying he's not really bringing anything to the discourse, because he just kind of coming with a lot of ignorance, at the same time I do still slightly sympathize with what he's trying to do or say. Because look, in the end of the day, ultimately, and I look, Ricardo Mini are mean, going to get cancelled too. Um, I when it come, when it comes to these trans issues, it is admittedly something that you'll have to do a lot of um, resolving and dissolving of concepts and terms for it to be consistent and make sense. Right? That's that's full stop. And this is not me saying this. This is a lot of transgendered people themselves saying that. They admit that, look, you have to change a lot of um, approaches and meanings to what's this thing because it's not biology. Right? You have to change up the paradigms of how you think about these things, which is perfectly fine. But let's admit that you'll have to change a lot of things. And a lot of people have a big issue with that. Like when it comes to women's issues. Like when we're talking about women's issues, where do transgender women come into that? They'll have to be cut out of the, the discourse of a lot of that. Let's be clear. They already admit to this. Um, and 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 so on and so forth, right? I, again, this is not you know um, this is not you know, academic classroom or whatever it is. But um, at the same time, I'm not, I'm not expecting Dave Chappelle to have a big sit down with Abigail Thorn and and um, and and Natalie Win anytime soon to, to to resolve these concepts. That, that, that would be
0: interesting. <laughs> it'll be funny
1: and be, be be funny, but it, it, it's not going to happen. Like it's not something that I expect. You know, an interesting. Dialogue to have between the two of them because they're not going to bring anything new to the discourse. And he, I, I, much like with yes, he, he makes an, an analogy, and I again, I really sympathize with this argument about like the arguments from distinguishing certain things. Because look, we have an argument again. I'm going to get cancelled for this one, but I actually don't really see a big problem with with say with um somebody like the Richard Dolezal if you're going to accept transgender issues. Because like, what's the core argument here exactly? In terms of changing up arguments, you will have to accept one, not the other. There's no consistent thing when it comes to changing of gender. There's no like hard biology behind it. And if you have no hard biology behind it, then you're gonna get into a lot of trouble. Some arguments about well, what is it your, you're trying to you're trying to argue for exactly if it's not a hard biology argument, right? One of the one of the things I used to think was a big core trans issue apparently isn't, right? And this is the whole dysphoria argument not a necessary con- component for being for being trans. A lot of trans people still suffer from dysphoria, but it's not a necessary component. That is one of those, right? And so on and so forth, right? Uh, so, you know, since I'm not cancelled anymore, when I'm when, when I not cancelled anymore, and people when I have a discourse about this, um, Chappelle, as I said, not bringing anything to the discourse, I was, I was pretty underwhelmed with him as, as it is, but I sympathize with a lot of his arguments in terms of struggling. Like he makes a great mm. point about he said you know call me a girl now nigga now he really feels a lot of it feels like almost like a distraction, it it, yeah, it yeah. gets into a lot of um issues with with whiteness that you, you you want to bring why is it such a big deal even though we haven't sorted out a lot of black issues yet I kind of get where you're coming from with a lot of that and and so on and so forth as I said this 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 particular um situation he didn't really explain himself particularly well again if he if he gets into um that Whole thing, you know, and have a, a full discourse, which I don't think he should, but if he gets into it, he should, he should deal with that. But as a as a as t- me taking him seriously as part of the discourse, not really. I'm sorry to say it, and I wish that he would have just tell more jokes as it is. So that's how I feel about it ultimately. I didn't hate it, yeah. Um, I didn't hate what he had to say, but he wasn't uh, uh, in, impressing me one way or the other, but at the same time. He was making some a semblance of a kind of interesting argument that could be brought up and 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 brought up as part of the discourse,
0: right? At least, right. at least I've
1: not I've not seen it resolved. That's all I'll see. That's all I feel about. Right. Well, about well,
0: that. here's the thing, right? Yeah. Um. Just, just, to kind of get a just to run through more points, and I'll, I'll wheel close, right? Um. I yeah, I do agree with you that you know there's there's, there's lots of there's bits of you know issues that he brings up, you know, I should say issues that are brought up, that could lead to some really fascinating um, discussions, right. right? And I get, I, I get that's what he's aiming at, now, you know. What I mean? Right. Like, you know, what I mean, it's not just me making fun of you know LGBTQ people, trans people, whatnot. It's you know, white people um, are quick to, to, to right. cancel somebody because of that. that and, that's and he does, he does make say. a, he does I make, a,
1: he does make that core problem with with respect to so, trans issues and and um you know, people's people's um a lot of the wealth and issues because in the end of the day there's a still a lot of power structures that playing itself out, um that that the gay, that the supposed gay community not really gonna be part of addressing and they're still kinda catering to it. Here's an example I and mean, there's a are, this are kinda interesting one. Now there's a I, I might be misrepresenting her position, but I remember Noel arguing argument from um well somebody we covered in the show, if you know Fran Lebowitz, right? And she made a yeah, joke yeah.
0: um uh oh gosh, um this is, Did
1: um, she have that? That special and with with Madam Scorsese?
0: Right. You do to right.
1: watch that. Yeah. Right. But she had a, she had an old quote, and is is I think it's a really good quote because she makes a good point about this. She said, "Why does that gay people want to be part of the two most oppressive institutions of the modern world, marriage and the military?" And that's a really good point. You cater into the system. You don't want. To, you shouldn't have to push for marriage on the, your own. You should just. You. We should have the gay rights part, but we should kind of get rid of the marriage part. Cause you're still catering to a lot of systems of power, sitting in the military. Why do we want to be part of the military? What 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 part of that? Why is that part of the argument? We should kind of dismantle the fucking military. Like it distracting from the argument no. about a lot of a lot of the biggest issues now, in my opinion. Because what it, how it comes across in the end game is that well, we still kind of maintain in the military. Like the military still have a, a massive budget. It's still have a, and I think that's where Chappelle coming from, right? He has a, 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 probably to me one of the most controversial parts of the. The the um the special is when he said, "Call me a girl now, nigga." Like that's a good point. Like I think it have a lot of people yeah, that are gonna yeah. be like that. Like look, we go, we gonna have transgender things, so and so, and they'll still have a lot of black people and in in you a lot of people poor and, and things. And again, it's not an exclusive argument, right? I not I not I not e- equipped to have this discussion properly, but I think it's not a particularly exclusive argument. But I think it's still an okay point he's making. I understand where he's coming from, cause it's still people still catering to power now. In, in ways now, and as I said, it's it he ultimately what I think he's making is a master's tools argument, right? I've still had other people who claim to be progressing. To me, they're just using the master's tools. And it's it's ultimately a kind of again, it's a white feminism thing, right? It's a big white feminism thing that you kinda point into. Uh that's all that's my last point on that. That's how I feel about it. I can can as a we could get into some deeper discourse about it, but I don't want to spend too much time in it. Um, because I gotta move on to the next things. But that's how yeah. I feel about it. I felt from his perspective, and as special, just judging the, pers- the special as it is, it's it's kind of clumsy, to be fair. It's, a, a lot of it is pretty clumsy for, for what it is. But, but uh, right. you know, I, I dug it for what it was, and um, mm. you know, again, I, I we just kind of go for but it, it felt flat for me. It just felt ultimately flat for me, because he does not tell that many jokes, and I, and I, it was just looking for, it was more like a kind of inside joke, more like a reference into his friend. Again, the last third is very good of what, what, what we was talking about involving this person named Daphne, and uh, I, th- I thought that was like the real meat of it but overall uh, it was kind of weak for me um, Rating hmm, 6 out of 10 maybe a high 6 maybe a 7 but uh, it's something I need to give a rewatch and see what is he trying to really say but you may I have to dig through what he's trying to say is a problem on itself before he has been incredibly clear and, and what he's trying to do and this time I, do, I have a big problem with what he's trying to go for and, and, and do and as so what we, could, we have a lot more things to talk about like he make the analogy to blackface I really sympathize with that because I understand where you're coming from. Right? Even though it is a kind of transphobic argument. But again, it has not been properly addressed, at least not publicly. I might be on the ignorant end of things. So whatever. So that's how I feel about
0: it. Yeah, well well for yeah. me now, um, before I get to written, right? So yes, this 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 special is um, flawed, unfortunately, right? And I think mainly yeah. really is because and this is something that, you know, some people have tried to explain, you know, already with reviews and stuff like that, but they're not really Seen it properly, or that scene, not really like contextual it. No, uh, not really like expresses it well enough. Um, this, yeah it's right. just a lot of time spent on you know, you know, transphobia right. and the trans community and all that kind of stuff. It almost feels like he just feels somewhat like bitter, you know, what I mean right, because right, because of all the backlash that he's got and all that kind of stuff. Now, I understand, you know, the, the 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 idea behind comedy and you know, especially his brand of comedy. I I, I get the fact that you know. It's it's, satir- it's it's satirical. It's dark. It it pulls no punches, but it's also, in a sense, meant to kind of expose the hypocrisy of just everything, right? That's what it is, right? Yeah, right. That in a sort of nihilistic way, but just like you know, when you really think about it, you know, uh, you we we really do, you know, we really are hard on people. Um, I I can attest to this, right? That personally, but you know, like especially um in the you know um in terms of like christians you know what i mean so it's just like oh well we don't like y'all because y'all against you know um gay people on a cancer but right. no it, it actually goes a lot deeper than that right but people just love to kind of stating state things as they are as or as they assume things are right right so right i love the fact that Chappelle could kind of say well no you know what i mean if you think about it or give it um you know this um thought about it yeah you could come with with even that conclusion join like that but no this is what really going down or how i see things right And it, this might go against what you think but you know again this makes for a great conversation right but yeah i mean there was a lot of time spent on this though because it, it starts off kind of wonky already you Now, like you know i appreciate the fact that he was talking about um you know covid but then he goes he, he makes this weird joke about ufos which went away right. for me and then yeah he yeah yeah that was it terrible again yeah, that, I was that just kind of with him having the CD punchline literally twice, like but that, <laughs> space juice. That, no, that's <laughs> you know, another, like,
1: another problem I had with this is that it didn't really feel like a complete special on its own. It just felt like more like you know when you're, you're trying out material a lot. Um, it didn't feel like complete. Now that's why it was kind of I was watching right. it and like, is this a complete special? Because it felt like more exp- trial and errory thing. So it's not like a full show.
0: Because exactly, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And well, another yeah, thing but too but is
1: Yeah, last point. A lot of things. At parts, it felt almost like, especially with that last story. Um, it felt like um, if you know who Hannah Gatsby was, um, Hannah Gatsby is. She had a a little special, uh, um, some years back, called Nanette, and that was not meant to be funny at all. It was meant like a kind of critique of comedy, in whole context about power and systems, and it had that same ranty feel to the whole thing. It felt like that at times. Now I was thinking of Nanette a little bit now, um. So that all about her. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll 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 have to look up who who would be Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um it it well, I was going to say. And you know like um I do get that you know he's trying to make a point here because at the very end he just kind of says, you know, what? I'm um I'm done with, you know, making fun of the LGBTQ, he even goes LMNOP, he, he kind of right. says it like that basically, paraphrasing yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it kind of comes to that whole point now, but really, what, why he came to that decision, or why it hits even more when he says it, is because of that final story. So that final story was great, though. Even though it comes with a very, very, very harsh gut punch, though. Right. That's all we'll see without yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah, caught me by surprise full it. but, you know, this again, now, it, yeah. it made a lot of sense. And one thing I really love, too, is, you know, how oh, he kind of calls himself out of his own bullshit. Like, right. you know, he uses, he would bitch a lot, right? You know what I mean? But, you know, it's kind of part of who he is. You know, it's like, yeah, bitch, you know, we know all that kind of stuff now. But right. I love how he compares it, you know, um, with uh, a friend of his who he calls, you know, to ask if she wanted to go to the women's match and how he released that earlier on right. to... Realizing, oh, I'm a feminist. I I didn't even know what a feminist was. So, right. You know, I, I love how he kind of touches on that now. So, like when later on in the would bitch, it's like, oh, okay, I, I get right. Right. Given who the car, who the person he was, uh, he was talking about, and you know how that person would have taken his his jokes, basically. That's all I would say, right? Right. But yeah, no, um, you know, it, it just kind of started off kind of iffy, and then it just kind of goes on. Okay, well, this is really what this is going to be about, right? And just kind of felt like. All right, this is the last time I'm doing this thing Netflix. So here's what: all this talk, all this talking about me for the past couple of years or so. Now I'm going to get this off the off the ground, right? <laughs> and to be fair, I understand that he does not have all the answers. I get that. Okay, right. And even he himself would admit, you know what, I, I'm not perfect at any idea. I just talk in shit, but there's a truth in the shit, but still, you know what I mean, I, I, I want a little more. So that's why I can kind of appreciate These stories that he mentioned with um, him running into the woman who has the 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 um transgender daughter and all that kind of stuff. I can't understand right, right, that. Uh, I right. can understand, oh, I was wrong all along, blah, 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 right? But it's kind of hard now to get that point or make that point known when you keep dropping these references to, you know, that uh, the LGBTQ community as, as as jokes, you know what I mean? Right, right. I understand. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's vulgar, it's crass and all that kind of stuff, but it kind of it, it kind of clouds the point that he either wants to meet, but he doesn't know how to, or the point that he's making, but you kind of get lost in all the, you know, bitch and nigger and all that kind of stuff. There. Right. It, it kind of gets lost there. So that's how it feels. Like. It's almost like, alright, I'm really trying to tell a point here, but you're still kind of you know, making these jokes about, yeah, you know what I mean, and, uh, you know, you're, you're not really a man, you're not really a woman, and all that kind right, of stuff, right, so right. it just makes it hard to really latch on to that. Exactly. So, right. yeah, I do agree with you, though, it, it is uh, underwhelming, though, but I do see what he was trying to get, I do see, like, okay, I just, I do see the catharsis in us, like, he was just right. trying to get this off there, but I felt like, you know, again, like, how you said, you know, before, he wasn't really telling jokes, it was just like, like almost felt like a rant basically, Exactly just told with right. different moments and scenarios that are played for laughs. Um, case in point one involving um this this fight in a nightclub. That was hilarious. That was funny, yeah. But still, it was part of like, this overall rant about how the LGBTQ community takes jokes like that, right? Right. But it was like, and you could argue, well, he doesn't know the answers too. But it, 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 it's kind of coming off like he, he thinks he knows it. But it's, again, it just gets lost in all the clutter and all the filler and fourth nature. Yeah. I just felt unfocused. Like, what yeah. I wanted to say in closing now, um, just tell even amount of jokes. Let me just say, like, this thing runs for like about an hour and 10 minutes, right? But well, he not didn't have like the last 40, 45 minutes be about the LGBT No, but LGBT he didn't. Um... But you still have everything else that, like, you have other jokes well, on other didn't... topics. He didn't have short I... before. Yeah, it just I felt just... like a huge chunk was just about that because you're pissed off at how they respond to you, you know what I mean? Because of sticks and stones, right?
1: Yeah. No, I, I just I just got the sense that he didn't have any material prepared per se. It just had a couple okay jokes, but it was just him just talking to the audience. And it was
0: True. But but to be fair, he, he does have a way of tying things together. Exactly. Even though but it's mostly that all the time it it works like he's point the, the um like Kate point that whole Clifford thing. Right. And that Clifford joke went nowhere for me. Right. But how he brought it back up in terms of uh you know what I mean? Like, uh, like you know, the, the aftermath of, well, sorry, not the, the club scene, but there's a restaurant right. moment that happens earlier. So, I, I get what he's trying to say when he brings up the name Clifford again. Right. But still, it's like, well, that's based off of a, a joke that didn't even land to the with, so Right. Like, why? It's yeah. just almost like, you know, be, oh, by the way, all right, that joke, let me just bring it up just because. You know, right. you didn't feel that well-written. No, no, it was... I, as I said,
1: it didn't feel like material... Like, it, it felt like it was more trying out material more than anything. It didn't really feel like a, a end point on this owner. own. Um, there's one genuinely great joke, right, in my opinion, which is the impossible meat beyond meat joke. I thought that was a great joke. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, very, that, very good. Oh,
0: that one in particular. Woo, right, that lands. Real people got mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people got mad at that. But I, I thought
1: that was a great joke. <laughs> that was a great joke. I agree, funny I agree. Joke.
0: Yeah. But right. in closing, and I'll get to Marito now, for real. Right. Um, I, I still think that he ended it off his series in fine style. Like, right. Let's just say this was the, this was the, okay, this, this, this feels like this is the end. This feels like, all right, closure of some sorts, or well, it's both closure and both like, all right, we, we really do need to sit down and, and talk about this, right? But I may not be the right person to talk about this because I'm just a guy who just tells jokes. But you all see, well, you all y'all just don't seem to understand that, you know, there is meaning in the jokes. And there is, you know, the, the, the point of the jokes is just to expose, again, the hypocrisy the hypocrisy of what's going on, right? Of, right. of our will, right? But you all don't seem to get that, so here's what. I'm sorry if you don't want to sit down with me or people like me to talk this thing out, yeah, I'm done, right? Right. But on the flip side now, is like, we, you could just kind of move past this, though. Like, okay, exactly. since those came and went, all right, fine. But you don't understand, understand again, this is your final one. Well, I mean, it's your final one, for God's sake, you don't need to just regurgitate all this stuff from before, like, boy, this community just mad at me because of this. Right, right, right. I right. just need to vent about this because I'm done. I'm done with this shit, right? That's how it felt like, unfortunately. So, reason wise for me, I will still give this a decent a strong 3 out of 5. For what it was, it was high. It was high. It was high. Um, it is worth watching, though. Um, and yeah, the, the, the controversy is, 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 is much deserved, in my opinion, though, but in no way would I say like some people are right now, oh, Netflix needs to remove this as soon as possible because it's, you know, distasteful and all that kind of stuff. No, I don't think so. I just think that, you know, if the jokes just aren't for you, they aren't for you. But right. if you're just willing to kind of sit down and Taking everything now, and then you, you decide for yourself whether this thing kind of worked for you or not, like what we're doing right now, then yeah, do that. But if you're the one who just gets flustered up quickly the moment, you know, someone makes a, a, a trans or a gay joke, then yeah, this, this shit is not going to be for you. Yeah. Alright, so sticking with Netflix again, let's talk about uh, two uh, series, right? Um, the first is a mini-series, and one is one that is, that should be, that actually really should deserve a second season. And given these, the, the overwhelming success we has been having thus far, yeah, it, it, it kind of needs a second season, right? So um, we'll kick things off with Midnight Mass. Um, sure. Ricardo, did you see Midnight Mass? Yes, I did. All right. Uh, if you don't mind, you just want to tell us what the premise is?
1: Yeah, so Riley Fent, right, so the story starts, he goes to prison. Right. I forget why exactly he make a deal. But um All
0: right. Well well To to answer that question, um it was a result of the alcohol induced um, car crash. Right, 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 right. Um girlfriend of, drug, drug,
1: drug, drug girl yeah. of his. Not like
0: right. his actual girlfriend, but just like a friend of his.
1: Right. Um right. So you go to time pass, he goes to we go to um this island. I forget where this island's off of. It's off of where Oh the, um, island.
0: the, the name of it is Crockett Island, right? Right, but where where is <laughs> it where is it exactly? Um, is it? I don't think it's actually steep. I don't know. see okay. it's just this random like fishing village. I just that's, assume.
1: That's I just assume it's New England because it this is very um, you know, Stephen King. Stephen
0: King inspired. Yeah, yeah there's, exactly. there's a lot of it, it. really does feel very Stephen King. Right. Influencer. It does.
1: Right. So the the town is pretty religious-ish. I right? kind of Catholicy tongue, and then some some strange happenings like a lot of <laughs> dead cats for some reason and dead animals and a lot of strange shits are going down and then they have to kind of solve the problem but they realize hmm is it that the people who they think fighting against the evil is part of the evil itself we'll find out and yeah that's pretty much what's going on there it starts off with that
0: and yeah well but for one thing sorry to cut you there. i love how you keep it vague because yeah. i would say for those who haven't seen this it's best to go in as blind as possible i saw the trailer and thankfully the trailer doesn't give up too much of it it gives you a basically the religious aspect of the show and there's something dark and ominous going on around that but there's other things that aren't brought up in the trailer tangibly so you could watch it and go jump into this safely or you could just go in blind and you know just watch it for what it is but yeah go on.
1: Yeah yeah so that's that's where it starts with it there's there's the first couple episodes where it's just setting up this thing but they had to talk about religion a lot it's a very catholic show what it's trying to do with respect to ideas about um, faith and what kind of faith you should have and how it goes forward with that. And it builds in all these other extra issues involving well, it have a guy who's the who's the, who's the, the, the sheriff is a Muslim. Uh, but that mm. in the context of that kind of weird. But they, they bring it up, but not really. And so on and so forth. And yeah. Um yeah, so we could just start with that, how I felt about it. Um mm. so I realize I now understand why it is a dog like horror. <laughs> um, because it, <laughs> it had so many weird like like, like, get the fuck off this island now. What the hell?
0: Like, okay, typ- I know. It's typical horror thing. It's you see heart- weird shit. they like, well, you know, we should leave, it. You know, but no. we need to find out more about what going on. Right. You know, and, and so let's on- get deeper into this shit. And, and only when and thing,
1: and- thing, and- only when water, man, and flower, then they go like, all right, we had to do something, man, kind of call for help kind of thing. And it's not like it's dumbness, you know, because it had to drive the plot, so they'll come up with reasons. But, oh boy, it is annoying, man. Um, I didn't hear this. Uh, I thought it was great actually. Um for what it is, really well made. But still, typical horror trappings that, that you know, why it is and not into horror and so on and so forth. So that's about it. I, I i liked it, but I didn't love it and I wish they you know, it's it's Flanagan, so he does it does a lot of a lot of good stuff with, with that material and he handled it reasonably well. So that is about it. That is about it. But yeah, I, I dug it for what it is. It's great
0: all right that was that was short you know right um you know what i mean but um i would say though this 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 okay so let's get this out the way. um yes this is a, a, a very 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 well made show and i know a lot of yeah. people are going to to put this up you know, as, as as amongst one of the best tv shows of this year right um i will just say right off the bat while i don't have it up there as a top five or top 10 as yet um, I do agree. Yeah, this is this is well deserving of that of that athlete of those accolades, Sorry, right? Um, one thing. So just just speaking as someone who saw this a few days ago, I actually wrote some just some bullet points. Of it, right. So one thing I dug about this show here is that it doesn't tell you exactly what horror subgenre it belongs to. No. But I would say, given its overacting, overacting theme on religion it's kind of obvious right but right. i love how it was brought up and how it was incorporated into this world, right and uh well for me speaking of religion um i, I actually found cuz there's a lot of conversations surrounding religion in this series right i i found them very engaging right yeah. um there might be anything new especially to those who into theology and stuff like that but still i i was just engaged with what they were saying right and i know some of these conversations will rub people off the wrong way especially with um how characters view Christianity, right? Right. But as someone who identifies as a Christian, um, and I know some people will kind of watch this show and be like, see, that's why I don't trust the church people, eh? That's why I don't go to church, eh? That's why the church is lying and all that kind of stuff, you know? But for me, how I see it is that it's not about the hypocrisy and lies centered on the church. It's really how people can take the word of God and twist it to their own needs, right? Right. And for me, that makes for some of the, the best... And the most engaging and most gripping horror, in my opinion. Right. right? I I love when, you know, shows touch on that because it's true. It's really true, right? And, um, just especially how the antagonists in this show do that, right? Um, I thought that the acting across the board was superb, though. But really, the the two people who stole it for me were Samantha Sloyan, who plays Bev Keen, and Hamish Linklater. Right. Oh, Linklater, sorry. To me, he is the best character best performance he gives you best performance in this whole show right he plays uh father paul hill right yeah um so bev though is she is that type of person that you'll watch and you'll just love to hate because she, she's she, just she, such she, a cold blood bitch yeah she's a Karen. but it's how cold this whole fanatical she is no, she's a current
1: she's, she's, she's a church character.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Right, and as you see Karen, though, she like, real callous, though, to like, yeah. non-Christians. It's like, this really uncomfortable moment, though, but they saw it coming, where she goes after the sheriff, it's like, oh, I mean, you're a terrorist and all that right, of Right, stuff. right. But right. I felt I felt
1: my problem with that is that you would, you would have think something like that would have come up before.
0: That, that, okay, I understand, but it comes yeah. up, slight spoiler, in the final episode, but... Right. Right. Yeah, they could have brought that up somewhere earlier in, in the show. Yeah,
1: again, that's the problem with, with the typical horror world building. Now. It's like, oh, you're now talking about that? Are they you now talking about that? Okay. Like, it
0: was kind of weird. this guy was in this community for years. Yeah, exactly. So that's no, what I'm trying to say no no now. Because shit hits the fan, all of a sudden you're going to take shots at him. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. That was, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you're
1: you're, you're going to be more comfortable. Because if he, if he was if he was like a new sheriff, all right. He's a new sheriff. Okay. Right, will no, take yeah. things like that now. Whoever. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Um,
0: Paul Hill, however, the character of Paul Hill is different, though, because I, for me, just seeing how his belief, how his fate is challenged, though, is tragic and right. fascinating and frightening at the same time. Man. I just love seeing how his character just grows throughout the series, right? He comes off really charismatic, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, uh, coming through, gonna, you know, handle, you know, Sunday Mass, you know what I mean? Um, the, 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 the original guy isn't here, and that makes for a great mystery. But I'm here to kind of help things out. Now, and right. I'm cool. You can talk to me. And, yeah. you know, this nice yeah, 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 he has he... his little EE meetings and stuff, though. Right, yeah. But it's like the more he talks to these characters, especially to the um, one of the lead characters, that would be Riley. You see his countenance and character changes. So yeah. he's a lot more aggressive. He's a lot more, you know, hot-headed at times yeah. like that. Now. And even like the way how he talks, even the way how he preaches now, it changes a lot. And then, well, his character itself changes too as well right so i love that right um and he's given a lot of dialogue though in this show but yeah, i yeah, feel it's, like it's yeah, it's even it's when he show? speaks is this this is a kind of chilling aspect about like when he talks even when he's preaching there's something kind of chilling about it too because yeah he's like wholeheartedly telling you oh you know what i mean we're we're an army we're the army of god and all that kind of stuff man. And like all he goes into though, it's like dude like you're really sure you understand what to saying though but given the, the the nature of who he is you kind of you could kind of buy into yeah people will go into this here here soon and come on like yeah you know what i mean it it, it works like that right um <laughs> there's a sort of a beta switch with the lead character like at first i think it's um the character variety flynn who's played by zach zach Gilford. But it's actually Aaron Green, who's played by Mike Flanagan's wife, Kate Siegel, right, right? Right, right, I thought that was, like, really interesting. Like, oh, shit, like, cheesy star. Okay, you take it all the time as Riley, right? And there's a particular reason why that's the case, but I won't spoil that, right? And to me, both of them yeah. are, at, are at the heart of the show. Um, they bring up a lot of questions when it comes to, like, God, life, you know, the state of the world, and the hereafter, right? Right. Um, some of the conclusions you will not really agree with, but... I like that the show is smart enough to say, no, this is their views, it's all for their experiences, so enough for you to copy and paste them into your life and say, ah, this is what I believe now, you know what I mean? So I love that about the show. It's not telling you preacher to you to tell you, this is how you must see God, and this is how you must see life, and the hereafter. It's kind of telling you to come up to you with your own conclusion, right, so there's a great moment involving the two of them, talking about how they see death, and how they see the hereafter. I confess, it does run far, a tad bit too long, but, I do like the the conclusions that they both come into. You could agree or disagree, but I love that the show just kinda leaves it open, right? Um, I thought that the, 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 the slow the slow burn nature of the show will be a turn off for some viewers. Right. Um, especially no, I, I Yeah,
1: you know, I know these type of people who like this show. and it's I know there's a bunch of Catholics or ex Catholics or something like that. Like my cousin and be like, oh never I like this boy. Yeah. Well, that's about it. And I get it. Like you get all the ass- cause they do the Catholic aesthetics really well. And yeah. you know, the slow mass and the tongue and how Catholics think. They can get all of that. You get all of that in this. And I, I thought that was a lot mm. of that was perfect in terms of kneeling that aesthetic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um so for me I, I, I actually found myself wrapped up in this story. Um even though even though um it's clock yeah. like at, at full seven at seven hours, right? Um well because yeah, it's seven hour long episodes. There are a few moments that do run for a bit too long, especially dialogue, right? And admittedly, I didn't find it was, like, scary per se, right? But I really... It's, like, the psychological and theological nature of the show is really what made it frightening to me. Right. Um, just seeing the conclusion that the characters will go to the decision they will make and how they will justify that what they believe in is true, even though it's pretty much absurd and disturbing, right? Especially that final episode, though, right. which, right. for me, I thought concluded on such a brilliantly cynical note, though. Yeah. And there's a final line. When it drops, though, I thought, like, that to me was like the perfect way to end that, that series, like just that line alone. that it right. just kind of adds a lot of, uh, it, it just adds just one more drop of cynicism to the whole show, right? Right. Um, what else? So. Well, directed as I said before, I thought that it was very well written, I should say, too, by Mac, Mike Flanagan. Um, there's a couple of green screen shots here or there, like in a really, really integral moment involving our two leads. But I was like, alright, well, I guess if this is how they had to do it, okay, fine, okay. But I still, like, in, my, in the back of my mind, I know it's a green screen shot, right? But um, the last thing I'll say, though, I would say, like, there's a twist, but I know, like, some diehard horror fans will see that twist coming a mile away, though. But how I see it more is in terms of just the logic and the more moral slash spiritual reasoning behind it that makes it work, right? So, you know, you might seem like, yeah, I, I know this is gonna happen, but it's really like what it all led up to and what it what happens afterwards it works for me, right? Right. So overall for me, I mean, while I was in love and all with this show, like I know a lot of people will love it because of how it touches on religion and you know the hypocrisy of it for the most part, right? I still will say that this is probably the most thought provoking thing I've seen from Mike Flanagan. Right. Ever, in my opinion. And this, this is for someone who has not seen all of his, you know, films, right? I still haven't seen The Haunting of, of Blind Manor right. yet. I heard it, it was okay, but, you know, it was, didn't compare. It, it couldn't compare. It wasn't as great as, as Hill House, right? right? This is why I didn't watch it, right? And you can tell this is something that was near and dear to his heart stuff that he really believed in and you know I just love the fact that he was able to put it in a mini series right yeah. so he has enough time to tell the story and express his mm-hmm. views and conflicts and all that kind of stuff right now, I know some people might might think oh it's an anti-Christian or anti-Catholic show I don't really see it like that no, yeah. I more see it as again just how people not so much how people right. twist you know the Bible but how people how we process it how we as human beings process it uh, morally and logically right that's all I'll say right and yeah, I mean, I thought it was intriguing. It was provocative. It was thoughtful, and it was just deeply frightening. So it's not like visceral uh, as you might ex- as you might hope, but nah, it just it just hit me on a on a cerebral level, and I okay. yeah, really really dug it from that. Right, I wouldn't say that this is a show that you should watch for Halloween because it's set in Easter. Maybe this might be a show like if right. you're like real cynical about the Easter holiday or the meaning behind it, maybe you might watch it and enjoy it, but. I mean, if you were looking for something a little weird and spooky to watch in general, yeah, give it a look, man. So, for me, rating-wise, I'll give this a decent, a strong 4 out of 5, man. I can see this straight up in my best of... Not the top 10 or... Definitely not the top 5 um, at the moment. Right. That's just off of a personal opinion. But I could see this making it as, you know, one of... Like a... If not top 10 for sure, maybe as an honorable mention. But I will say in closing that, yeah, this is hands-on one of the best shows you will see... Um, this year just from our from our writing and concept perspective, right? Um, but just don't go in expecting a lot of like scares and you know horror horror stuff. It's more about the stuff that's underneath the stuff all about the stuff that's being discussed. That's that's really at the heart of what makes this show scare, right? And yeah, for me I I would say right off the bat that will stick with you like long after this, this show ends. So
1: yeah, final ten and, and rating on midnight man. Rating. rating. Um, final ten. The problem is that it still is it still the typical horror ship. Like, it didn't feel like it. It breaks not the, the the tropes or the ideas. Like, okay, why they didn't do this? Why they didn't do that? And it, again, they have a, like a quick explanation. But I was like, nah, you should avoid this bullshit, man. However, I dug it for what it was. But I, I know, as I say, I am. This is the reason why I'm okay. not a horror fan. Because of stuff like this, um, but it's still very good. It, it 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 addresses a lot of these core ideas. When they reveal what the the, the creature is at the end, I'm like, all right, that's clearly something from you know Stephen King. It's, it's a blatant Stephen King reference if you know what to look for, um. But that, that's about it. I, I I dig it for what it is. Um, right. So that's about me.
0: Okay, okay. And last but not least, let me finally talk about this Squid Game. Right? Right. And all I hear is Squid Game this and Squid Game that. Right. That's right, just right. all over my, my Facebook wall boy yeah, and on Twitter. It's like oh Squid Game and this episode and sharing screenshots and oh my god this moment freaked me out and oh my god this happened. Right. Oh I'm this character and oh congrats and all that good shit, right? And, right. which I had to put up with uh, with a whole friggin' week before I even sat down to watch the damn sure, right? Right. But <laughs> we, we, we finally checked it out. We, we finally saw what the big deal was. And why I say big deal is because this show, like, literally came out, like, about, a, about less than a month ago. just yeah. right. Like, it's, it, it's in October that people, like, finally took notice of it, that people, like, kind of losing their shit over it. Right? right. So what I will answer with my thoughts on it uh, overall is if it really lived up to the hype, right? Right. So um, I will just do the synopsis on this, and I'll, um, then you can share your thoughts, right? Yeah, sure. So what's about, right? It, it involves the character of um gi Giho. If we got the name wrong, forgive me, right? It's a South Korean show. So yeah, right? Um he is a chauffeur. He's basically like just trying to make ends meet. He still lives with his mom. Um he's divorced, so you know, um ever so often he would um check to see how his how is his daughter's young daughter's going as well, right? Um his his, you know, his ex really doesn't want anything to do with him. So yeah, he's kind of shit out of luck, right? And you know it's just basically him how the, the the series opens quite brilliantly. is him just going out of his way to just get money so he could just buy a gift for his daughter, right? Uh, to the point of just gambling his his uh, his mom's money uh, in this uh, in this horse race, right? So true. some circumstances, he runs into this mysterious business this businessman, right? Who uh, basically tells him actually challenges him to a game, right? But <coughs> quite interesting is the game is somewhat of a kid's game right this what is one of those games that you kind of learn about when you're in school right but um he kind of learns that you know if he if he feels at you know the the certain tasks he collects a slap to the face right that it makes for a dark but really funny moment right but overall he wins right and then he's given this card right And he's told that you know he has to on this specific day he has to call he has to call the number sorry he has to call the number sorry and then he's given uh a address and a date to go there right so he does that now, and then he ends up being roped into this weird survival game called... Uh, well, it actually isn't given a name per se, right? But we don't know where it takes place, but it involves, like, just hundreds of, of people, right? And he's actually the... Well, players, let's just say, right? So he, ironically, is the 456th player. So he's four five six, right? So they all have a number, right? And... Basically we, we see these um these strange military like individuals, but they all dress in like this sort of pinkish color. Um they have these uh black masks and ironically it has like these symbols of a circle, uh triangle and a square, right? So if you take it like you know, like a game console, it's like that, right? So it's again like right, right. for games, right? Yeah. And yeah, basically it's just these characters being told you know what I mean? You have to go through these these tasks and, you know, the, the the survivor of all of it will win X amount of cash, right? So for all those who are being killed, what they would have been compensated, if they won, um, you will get that as well too. So right off the bat, they realize that, no, this is like a life or death situation because, yeah, in each and every game, um, there's like a huge body count for each of those characters. Die in, not so much in the worst, gratuitous, graphic, gory ways, though. But, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, and shots, You know what I mean? There's a lot of people just getting killed via gunfire, right? So it's to the point that if you survive this, you're lucky, right? But it's still a matter of if you will survive the next the next cup right. the next competition, right? So while all this is going on now we have a cop who, through some circumstances, finds out about this thing now. So he's in the middle of it all, investigating all this, right? But really at the heart of it all it's about um Gehan's character and him dealing with this as well too. Him Knowing that if he goes back out to the real world he has to deal with the fact that, you know, it's it, it sucks to be poor, right? But in this world here, even though a lot of people are dying left, right and center, he has a chance. And that's all he has with this thing. He has a chance. Even if it if even if, if even if it's at the cost of his life. Like right. in every we in every um sense of the term, right? So yeah, that's what Squid Game is about, man. So uh Ricardo, along with answering the question of if it lives up to the hype. We are you about what are you talking about this show. What are you talking about Squid Game? All
1: right, so it is the live-action adaptation of an anime that never existed. That is basically what it is, right? <laughs> that's what it felt like. I know, right? It, it felt like it, does, it felt like yeah. it felt like it like it's not the best version of something that could have been a great thing. But I felt because it wasn't it didn't feel particularly thought out. Especially the second half. The first half was okay. right? I was enjoying the first half. And then that second half hit and I was like, wait, they didn't pay that off good at all. And then they didn't pay this off good at all. And almost all the big payoffs was A, predictable and fell flat. Because like you could have something that's predictable, but it doesn't fall flat. You can execute it particularly well. And then you could have something that will catch you completely off guard, But then, you know, they don't really play it out so well. This kind of does neither, I did have two or three reveals that are like that, in my opinion. Um, and that is why it it it, it first half of it okay, last the, the, the latter half the ending the last half especially from episode six onwards I felt I didn't really care for, um, but I, I still dug it for what it was because everybody was so likable, and actually was really rooting for these characters to go through, but when they reveal what all, all was said and done I was. I was really, really underwhelmed with the with the whole thing, to be honest. Um, as I said, if they make, like, a, a well-thought-out manga that would explain shit a little better. Like, I, I get the feeling this shit would be a manga, like, 15 years ago. I was like, wait, you remember Squid Game? That was a real dread anime, boy. like Death Note or something like that. But that is what it is. And that is how I feel about it. It just, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it either. And I, and I really wanted to love it. And I, it started off okay for me. And because I thought it would have built to something stronger. they did, didn't do that. You see, from episode six onward, kind of fell flat. Because of how predictable everything was. I was like, okay, I know something up with this character. Like, from the time I saw a certain character, I knew something was wrong. Like, okay. that's like, And I, it's because my brain kind of trained for it. Because i watching all these goddamn enemies who, who need to do a big twist to catch you off guard. So I, my brain kind of trained for it. But I was still underwhelmed to be honest. I just kind of underwhelmed with it overall. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And it is, let's admit it, it does not live up to the hype, but it's still good, right, for what it is. So that's how I feel about
0: it. Alright, well, I I, I love that we could have conversations like this, right? So, I will see, and I don't want to contradict myself, I will see that if I watch this over again, maybe I could kind of, like, you know, be a little bit more nitpicky. Because, hey, I was just kind of watching things street power. wasn't it right. while I was watching, right? right? So, I know, like, if I watch it over again, I could be like, all right, well, nah, this could have played this out better. Y- yeah. or maybe this this scenario would have played a lot better, whatever, right. right? So, I know that for sure, right? So, in no way am I saying that this show is completely flawless, right? Right. But in terms of just being engaging, exciting, yeah. Yeah. edgier seat stuff. This show excels; it it, 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 it it just exceeded my expectations. No, but see, as I said, I had a blast watching this. As show. I said,
1: okay, so here's the thing: the reason why the reason why I wasn't too too surprised or blown away by it is because I wrote, effectively, this was my first book was very similar to this, very similar idea.
0: Oh, really? All oh, right. Really? My first, so, and I
1: and I in, in that book, it I ran through most of those ideas in a very similar way, right? Okay. It's a book that now, I have... now, I
0: have, now I have a question to to you, right? So. Um, it's funny that this happens, right? Yeah. So, as soon as this show just started getting a lot of praise, right? You've noticed they started dropping, you know, the, the, the history behind it. Right. And, um, right. The, the, the writer, director, yes. Huang uh, Dong Hyuk, right? Yeah. And you know how he was trying to, to shop this. To this push this
1: around a hot minute. Yeah. Years, I know that, yeah.
0: Now he finally got that chance though. So, you know, people kind of watch to say, oh my god, this is so inspirational, right? But. So, I'm wondering now if, <laughs> if it can, oh, how you feel though with, Having a, a story already, having no, no, a I mean, novel, like, I assume, it, no, it's not already a, done, and here the story.
1: Now. No, it's nothing like that. It's not like, well, oh boy, I could have put this out. Not like, it's not like that. It's just like because it's a story I, I did. What happens is that, that that story evolved into something else that was, to my opinion, a lot more interesting and cooler. That's all I'll say. Whatever. Um, but I had a story very similar to it It was finished. I didn't, I didn't publish it because I wanted to do something else with it. And this was before film, like it was years ago. And right, right, and. Well I'll say that this because I ran through all the scenarios in this, I was watching this and none of it was surprising. So I wasn't I wasn't particularly impressed. Like I, as I said, so there are slight spoilers, but the second I saw number one, I knew something was up with this dude. Because that's
0: okay. very similar I I, idea I, I I know why. Because yeah. you know you're probably wondering why is this person of this Oh, exactly in this exactly right? Yeah, in a yeah, red yeah, flag like right off the bat. And yeah. they, they
1: but but then when and then when 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 they when they do something with him in episode six, and where the camera moves because again all these camera movements are very deliberate. I'm like, all right, yeah, I know what they do there. That is it. Um, the big the big disappointment for me was the cop and his brother. I hated that. Fell flat.
0: Yeah, Was interesting. I I, I I do agree. We right. should have gotten more out of that, though. But, right. But but and this is me being charitable to the show, I do think that we will get a season two. They, they have to clarify that shit. Uh, right? Because, slight spoiler, it, it's not the end of of everything, right? They, they, they do leave it open that personally, yeah, we, we will have a second season yeah, to kind of get shit done.
1: Personally, you know? I don't want to see a season two with this because I thought it ended kind of good. Here's the thing with it. it. It the one thing that was done, genuinely interesting is that the game's happening everywhere. It's not just Korea, right? Um, I thought that was interesting. I didn't like that the character who I thought was the most interesting. I thought they would have fleshed out a lot more. They just killed off the character, right? In fact, two of them. They did two of two of these characters. I thought were, we who had a more interesting backstory than the main character, and to be honest. Dies off. Dead. and it's like a really lame death too. I like, okay, that kind of falls flat for me either. As I said, I didn't um, hate it because it's still well made for what it is. As a live action show, it is still very well made. But ultimately, I, I was just underwhelmed with the whole thing. I just was—I um, really didn't care with a lot of it, to be honest. But it, 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 it was still pretty good for what it is, right? But the, the main problem—the final payoff, involving a certain character—that fell flat. Like the reasons why this happened, really. That's what we gonna go with. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I I would agree with that too. It, right. It's, it's not it's not so much vague. It's just kind of you, you just kind of give them uh, just just this, right. this, you just come in you just come in soup. not really going in and then tell them why. Well, they just tell them why. Well,
1: like okay, so metaphor. is yeah, you know, In a core, this is how it is. Yeah, in, blah, a blah, sense, blah, that's it. in a core sense, it's kind of interesting. Especially when he, when the, the 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 clock struck twelve. I get what he was going for but it still fell flat, because again, it's the live action problem. Like, I can imagine somebody making an anime about this, like the anime version of this, 15 years ago, that would have been fucking amazing, because of the editing and how it had to cut together, and the framing, but because live action, is just kind of fuck it up. It's not the same. I don't Mm -hmm. As I said, it's okay. I don't love it, but it definitely doesn't live up the hype, in my opinion, because of that second half. Like, the episode that I thought would have been this big gut punch, way, but it's such a good big gut punch. Fall flat. Because of, the, okay, th- there's one thing, slight spoiler, one character who, wait, these two women didn't know each other, and then all of a sudden, she making this big sacrifice for so she, I, what? Okay. I can, I, I get what yeah, they're going for. I know, I know. I get what yeah. they're going for, but the pacing of it was, like, just terrible now, and I couldn't feel it, mm-hmm. but then...
0: Because they actually, like, like spent a lot of time with them, though. Like, they actually, like, stopped to start talking. I, I would admit, I would admit... Exactly. Um, uh, yes. But the thing is... I'll slop you to the execution. But the thing but is... But get what you're good Again, if, they, get what if, you're if,
1: if we got a sense of them knowing each other for a hot minute and like, way, but they really fought together. And then we get to the situation. We got to get why they set it up and they set up really, reasonably well with a couple other characters, with, with another character and the character, all I'll say is a character from Pakistan. I thought that was well done. Pa- that part was good because they set those characters up. But the other characters didn't really set up. They hint at another character, and I get the feeling that this should have been, instead of like an 11 episode thing, this could have been more like a good 25 to 40 anime short run. Like, that's how it pays. It, feel, it really felt like it could have been an anime, right? But, I don't know. That's how it feels to me, but it's only what.
0: I I, I think it, it does deserve to be an anime. Uh, that's how I feel, I not feel about because it. Because it. it's it's Asian, but, you know, because of the premise itself. Exactly. It really does have... I would say, like, um well, one isn't an anime per se, but it's Japanese. Right. It has, like, a mixture of Battle Royale and Death Note, right? Battle but right. Royale, but I see, but of, I see. oh shit, the situation and right. what's going to happen next. But Death Note, two of, oh, you're biting your fingers because you're, oh shit, this thing's going to happen. Yeah. Oh shit, you'll know, be like, it just really keeps on the edge of your toes.
1: Now. Yeah, because characters, because characters have to use the brain and you have all this, like, the, this game theory to it like i like that like they, they got into a lot of that that thing but again good pace another you know, pace is out and, and spell it out a little better but however um
0: yeah um well i'll just i'll just share my quick thoughts on 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 this series right so yeah i mean it isn't perfect right i just want to get this all the way it's not perfect i have a feeling that if i watch it over again i can nitpick more things right. i can pick more of the decisions and the logic and all that right. kind of stuff right but for me, how I, how I saw it in my first view, and I imagine going forward, it's more of, okay, this is the scenario, you yeah, yeah, either go with it or not, and, you know, it's just seeing how these characters relate it, right? Now, of course, because it's it's set with this, this game, sorry, this this game aspect of it, game theory, if you want to call it right, that, right. I thought that was, like, a perfect choice, though, because now it kind of, like, I'm not into reality shows, but I imagine, like, if you're really into reality shows especially those that sorry um game shows right. game shows right yeah um especially those involving characters having to move from point a to point b you'll be like oh shit well don't do that right you so i, I imagine other people could be shouting at the screen to do things yeah. right or cringing when they make bad decisions right um but for me it's just how the show just kept you engaged right and on edge right now to be fair for me personally this is not the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. But why I see that though? You know, like when it comes to to stuff like see Battle Royale for example. Like I remember like C did for the first time lead, like years afterwards, right? And it's only afterwards I look up, I was like, oh, okay, that's why I was so controversial right. and, you know, in and in all kind of stuff. But, you know, at the time people were speaking, they out like, oh my God, this is one of the most disturbing shows. I was like, no, not really, this is one of the most kick-ass concepts ever. But I could understand, you know, to to people who not into that style of violence, or watch this, and be like, oh my God, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that see that, you know, got to be tough to watch this show, but... You know, for some people, they'll watch and they'll cringe and they'll be scared and, oh my God, somebody got killed, ah, all, that kind of right. stuff, all that kind of stuff, blood and all that stuff. I just kind of watched it, I went, ooh, at some point, well, then that was it. But I could understand for some people, there's, there's parts, there's parts that are stupid. But what I love about this show here, it's not gratuitous violence. This is not sore we go in with, even though there are a few moments, like, um, case in point, a moment involving um, glass peens. Right. A bridge of glass. Right, that's a good sequence. Yeah. That was very sore like that yeah. was very sore inspired. Yeah. It's not like, okay, we're gonna revel in the blood, we're gonna revel in the gore. You're supposed to kind of when somebody gets killed and feel that right. what's going on, really feel the intensity of what's going on. But in no way, guys, is this like so shocking and controversial and disturbing. Nah, I seen worse than this. Right. I see worse from the states, you know. Right. Like, this is a, a South Korean show for God's sake. Yeah, go on.
1: No, as I said, as I said, it's a good adaptation of an anime that never existed, so it's still it's still suffering from that live adaptation problem, but it's it's reasonably serviceable. But as I said, they could have been I don't know they could have just do more with it, as I say. And as I said, the actual story here was not particularly good, and that felt like they changed a lot of that. Like to me, I felt I sure it had better answers to why what was being done was being done, and they could have come up with some clever. But I fully admit, if I saw this like ten years ago, I'd have been like, "Wait, this is the best thing ever." But ten years past, I'm a little too cynical and old now, and I see it, you know, I'm one of those who seen it all. And my brain my brain broken because it next impossible to please me, right? So that's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. Um in that sense, right?
0: Yeah. Um so So that's just a couple of things before before I get to read it, right? Sure. So I do love the fact that it's centered on kids' games. I love that. Right. That that just right. adds such a different level. Because you know, it could have just been simple, you know, saw like traps, right? Like case in point that that glass painting. But no, they incorporate stuff like the red light, like green light stuff. Right. There was the marble stuff, which I admit some of it confused me because I only know just pitch and whatnot. But there's a few other games that they play with the marbles. So like I was like, I don't understand what the just is. I, played, but I, I, played, I, I, yeah. I I I just kind of waited to see, oh, what the payoff is. But I, I like, I was, because you're thinking, all right, the game is what's going to have you on edge. But I felt like with the marbles ones, not so much really, but it's just what yeah. kept you on edge was knowing, oh, somebody who's gonna die it's just who's right.
1: gonna die and right. why and how. Right. right right yeah no as i say as i say again if it was in anime for edited the editing is how to cut stuff together and make it flow now because but because it's live action it just feels kind of clunky now um but they had a couple okay moments i know but yeah. i mean it's, it's it's
0: it's it's the it's the medium it's the medium exactly. of the of the story right. right so right but I do imagine one day we might get a, a, a great anime out of this. Hell, we might get a manga out of this soon enough. Right? I, I think that there should be one. Like if if um okay, so just reverse in reverse order, right? If Old Boy, the movie, the, the South Korean movie could you know, came from a from a manga, why why not have Squid Game, you know. Well, <laughs> why not have uh, a manga uh, come be, out? To, be, of, a of Squid Game,
1: to be a little more accurate, it's technically manhwa, but you know, you get, I get the point.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Whatever. Ooh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Whatever. As I say. As I say. Okay. So rating time. Um. I do ultimately give it like a a decent enough score. I give it a seven out of ten. High seven out of ten. Closer to an eight than a six. Um. In my head, I was like, it, it just keeps bothering me. In the back of my head is like, wait, but they could have just do so much more with this, and I get a feeling that like, the man is just working with what you have, especially knowing this the behind the scenes behind it, no. Um. But yeah, I, I I was I was ultimately let down with with all of the big payoffs and and reveals about you know answering the, the answering the why, and I was like, nah man, I that, they're that really going with this now nah, man, I ain't feeling this, as I say. And that final answer was I, I kind of get what they was going for, but it fall flat. As I said, because we we've seen so many of this class consciousness stuff like this, because we've seen other shows do it. And it's really, really, you know, kind of an injustice of him just not getting a chance to tell that story back when these ideas would have been new to me. That's why I didn't care for it. Because this come after Snowpiercer and it come after what was the name of that that, that thing when the food coming down the levels? I forget the name of that movie.
0: Oh um oh gosh, what was it? That that Spanish. Right, film. right. Um. So every, which, which I reviewed actually, right. But I I can't But everybody,
1: right? But everybody and their mother do that whole class consciousness, and then the end have some answer, and it's like, well, I to do it. The reason I did it, and it's because the villain kind of cynical and kind of lose faith to the world, and the good guy have to have more hope. And we've seen it so many times that it kind of is one of those too little, too late kind of situations. Now, um, so as I said, if we saw this ten years ago when it should have came out, it would have been it would have had the bigger impact for people. That's all I'll say, right? Or if it was made into an anime back back then, back 8, 15 years ago, whenever it is, back when stories was different, before we had Peak TV, it's sad that he couldn't, he couldn't upgrade it, right? Or, or make it more interesting or modernize it in any interesting way. But I imagine for like South Koreans, this would still be a big deal because, you know, credit card debt and and, and financial debt is still a big deal in, in that country. So I can imagine it will stick stick with them in that way. But yeah, unfortunately, it fell flat for me. So, Sam Otten.
0: Alright, i i could i I could understand where you are coming from with this though um you know I could agree with you for the most part though i, I do take it a little harder than personally though, but i i get i i get why right Because um, I will confess also too i forgot to mention um it's not the most original thing you'll ever see right um you know, like i brought up stuff like battle uh, royale um, hunger games you know what i mean you'll see a little bit of old boy you'll see a little bit of parasite especially that 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 opening episode right so you'll see bits and pieces of familiar things right but in no way is that like i know for some people they might look at that and be like all right well this is why i'm not feeling it because it feels all too familiar but to me it's just how it's all executed how it works within the telling of the story so it's not like oh i'm blatantly ripping off this show or that show it's just the story that i'm telling and I thought that the the, um, the story itself was quite fascinating, quite engaging, exciting, thrilling, all that stuff, though. Um, I, yeah, I mean, the, there's a couple of issues with the with the payoffs, though, I will admit, though. But there were others that I thought paid off pretty, very well, though, especially with the Lee character. There's one particular moment involving him um, in the final episode that uh, Lola brought the mantis out to me. <laughs> But that's just really because of something that he lost, that's all we'll see, right? But um and but I do see this as and even the way how it ends, like where it ends ends before we get to the um the closing credits, I do see the potential of a, a sequel. It doesn't need right, to have a sequel right, or, yeah. or say second season, but I do see the possibility of one. And I would love to see one. I would love to see, you know, this this these these villains basically brought down. Right. And that's what right, I wanna see, right? right? right. I think if, if, if um the creator places cards, right, we could see that. We could he could actually show that, right? But for me, I think that this certainly lived up to the hype though. I do see why people were 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 it so much. Um I guess at the end of the day is what you get from it too. Like I just got a great story that just had a lot of thrills, had me on edge. Um and you know, I was just enjoying join watching it and just just be captivated by it though. Uh, but I know for some people they just kind of watch it and just enjoy people being killed for no reason, or whatnot. Right, but right, right. I think that's that's just beyond what it's about, right? But yes, it does feel a little too familiar at times, though. But for me, that wasn't a big issue. It's just the nature of shows of this nature, right? But yeah, I totally enjoyed this. I actually do see this showing up as 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 one of the best of uh, yeah, this year. Yeah. Who knows? They might be a top five for me, for all I know, because right. I didn't really expect to enjoy it so much. I thought it was just like, oh, it's just. Alright, I, I maybe it's just the sellers that oh it's from South Korea, but it's like same battle royale hungry game shit I saw before. But no no, they do some other clever things as well too. Even right now the games themselves and how they played off was quite ingenious as well too. So for me I'm going high with this man. I'm gonna give this a very light four and a half out of five, man. I, I enjoy this way more than I expected. Like right. like 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 shockingly soon. Right, yeah. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm
1: at on Twitter. That's at R-M-D on Twitter. And you can find me, Ricardo Medina, on Facebook. Uh, that's it.
0: Right. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Matt Bailey, B-B-B. Twitter, you can find me at BBB Radio Pod. YouTube, BBB Radio. Facebook, BBB Radio Podcast, where you find the link to this podcast, this episode here of BBB Radio, along with BSB to Bailey, and of course, retrospect reviews. And uh, stuff to look forward to, um, cinemas are going to be open uh, in a few days' time, in Trinidad. Right. So, as, as, as someone who has been dying for this moment to happen, I'm going to capitalize on that shit as soon as. So, uh, you know, if God spare life, I will be checking out No Time to Die in theaters. Um, there's also going to be Shang-Chi, I'm also going to check that out. Right. Uh, Venom 2, yeah, maybe, I guess. But really, those two in particular I want to see, so, um, once I check those out you should you, you could expect reviews of those from me right, right. Uh, also there you can look forward to a James Bond special right where I'm gonna where basically we're gonna be talking about the best and the worst of the series from each Bond actor with the exclusion of George Lazenby and uh, Timothy Dalton right so what that means is we're gonna talk about the best Sean Connery and who is Sean Connery best uh, Daniel Craig and stuff like that that's all we're gonna do right also, there's a DC Fan that that's coming up uh, next week, Saturday, that so is recording right, here. Right, 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 uh, Also, Halloween Kills, which is a show that I think I'm not too excited for, they the biggest Halloween fan, but it's a direct sequel to the pretty solid reboot of, 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 of Halloween, so I want to see what they do. Um, it's going to be available on Peacock, so that means I could pretty much stay home and watch that. Um, there's also Bright Samurai Soul, that, that, that's coming out on Netflix. Right. I believe the day before the um, DC fan, knows, so that should be interesting. Uh, also, last but not least, um, well, I believe this is probably the only show. Sorry, one of two shows you you will be checking out um, on big screen, hopefully. Uh, Dune,
1: right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm gonna throw this idea out to you one time, right? So I haven't told anybody else, but I you, Ricardo, right? So I have a, an idea for a Dune special. Sure. So I want to do Lynch's Dune, right? Hodorowsky's Dune, right? Okay. And villanoos Dune. Sure. So you're gonna review all three Dunes because why not? Well, I know the second one, Roski's Dune, is basically a documentary, but still, I mean, I haven't seen that show. I really do want to. Um, and I mean, I I do I, I do appreciate and enjoy um, Alejandro Oderuski's films, right? So I'm just curious to see. How, um, how his dude would have looked like, right? Right. And as someone who who somewhat defends David um, Lynch's films, I still have yet to see his dude. Wow, right? so okay. So, I'm going to make the effort to watch okay, so the director's discuss- cut. What I would say, yeah, no. <laughs> so, okay, okay, okay. But- so there's
1: a, a, f- a really great fan cut online that's the best version of that. But it's a fan cut. Um.
0: All right. Um, have- I wonder if it's as... I wonder if it's the same thing as the... Director's no, cut. I don't know it was one that was released on no. Video. No, no. That no.
1: Right. So you okay. have you have you have kind of three cuts. You have the theatrical cut, which is Ugo's, the director's cut, which is too long and it it's kinda of clumsy, but it, it's a lot better than the, the theatrical cut. And then there's this fan cut online that I thought is really a good balance and, and not perfect, but still solid. Like that's this is the tip for many Dune fans, this was the definitive cut, but it's not official cut. So I thought about it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will. I will try to to, to seek that out. Yeah, but it's on so YouTube it actually. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess I'll. I. I guess I'll flip a coin. I'll probably I'll watch that or the or the director's cut. But yeah. um, if you see that the, the, the fan version, the fan edit uh, is is wooted. Right. I'll probably check that out instead. Right. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, now, now this gives me the opportunity to finally jump into this world of Dune and see what the big deal is, right? Right, right. But I have, I have high hopes for the, the new version, but uh, right. I kind of want to keep expectations kind of low because, you know, sequels, right? So we're not going to get the full story, so, you know. Right. I, just, you, you're going to get what you're going to get. That, that's what I expect, basically, from this one. Right, right. And, yeah, that's pretty much about it. So what's good, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Macho and Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off for another episode of BBB Radio. So to the next one, take care, stay safe in and out. Peace.